Guys presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on why it's called Hemocide. everybody welcome to episode 242 of the rj do america podcast i'm your host today on this new year's eve episode in the place to be mr jacob p but sitting right across from me is the valiant return of the brown recluse mr archer art say hello to the millions and millions how's it going <laughs> sorry i gotta bring a little more energy what the fuck is up? I, I, I usually try to ring some energy there, but I can't. I couldn't muster it up. Dude. I just couldn't, well, we had get, a I very, couldn't get it up. We had a very lengthy <laughs> Patreon episode, so I mean that's probably yeah. why. So, uh, guys, I hope you guys are doing well. I assume it's uh, New Year's. I assume it's 2022 right now, and you guys are all just wearing uh, whatever is popular in 2022 now. I assume everyone's wearing overalls and neon neon eyelashes. Tommy Hilfiger came back with like those uh, those overalls where it's like the big Tommy flag mm-hmm. and like it's like just the one strap on or whatever yeah. that came back. It's all cyclical, man. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna start wearing. Um, remember Lisa Left Eye Lopez? Remember she would wear like a condom under her left eye? I'm gonna start doing that, dude. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play it off like no big deal kind of thing. I'm just gonna like walk around Disneyland with a condom on my on, under my eye. And <laughs> 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 like you. There, there's some explainings to do. Like, I just show up, and I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going, Jacob? <laughs> Every day is a different colored one. This is a different condom. <laughs> just a different condom. This is, like, cheap brand, Dur- Duramax or whatever it's called. What is it? Durex? Durex. Like, dude, don't use Durex. I was going to say Teen Spirit, but I was like, oh, that's that would be creepy. But yeah. I think that's the, the deodorant they give away for free, like, in junior high. Like, Probably, dude. Yeah. I, I, Dude, if you use Durex, happy Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, get on the covered not, California website. <laughs> yeah, dude, just stick to Trojan. Yeah, which even in itself is a weird name for a condom because it's like the Trojan horse, the the one fucking semen snuck his that way got in. in. It's yeah, such a rapey name, huh? Yeah, it's very like, oh, we got in there. Uh, sl- <laughs> we're going to sleep, sleep creep condoms. <laughs> oh my god, the story gets worse as you think about it. S- sleep creep condoms uh, brought you by Mr. Uh, Date rape drug. <laughs> oh man, that's what that's not what Jesus uses. Yeah? Jesus is like, I use sleep creep condoms. They still work. <laughs> they're they're free. They, I forget the brand that they would give away at the um, like uh, Bakersfield College. Like they would give away free condoms, and it just had like a Canadian leaf on it or like a maple leaf. Oh wow! And I was like, I don't know what brand it was, but somebody out there is going like, Yeah, yeah, dude, dude that syrup flavored condom. Dude, that shit saved my life, dude. <laughs> I should be a father of five right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. So, anyways, uh, guys, go to CavemanCoffee.com. <laughs> Go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans. They got the hibiscus tea. They got the cacao butter. 
used it all up. Um, um, that's it, man. Use promo code at, at checkout, receive 15% off. If you didn't get anything America for your loved one. checkout. What did I say? You just said to use promo code. Oh, dude, I am that out of it. Use promo code America at checkout for 15% off. There you go. I got um, you, bro. Guys, check it all out. Um, yeah, I mean, if you didn't get anything for your loved ones for Christmas, then do it now. It's better to be late than sorry. Um, and that's it. Check it out. And I should probably drink some right now because I am. Well, how the fuck did I miss the promo code? Guys, promo code America. Yeah, it's the, dys- the dyslexia creeping oh, in yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the CT. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the CT from band class yeah. 1999. Anyways, guys, speaking of sponsors, guys, and Jesus Fuentes, guys, make sure you check out sucraapparel.com or SKR Apparel. Well, the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch has put together a fantastic line of clothing. Like Art was saying, if you forgot to get your loved one something for this Christmas holiday, guys, just head on over to Sucra Apparel. It always feels nice to receive like a random gift on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So head on over there. Nicole has a great variety of, you know, hats, mugs, all sorts of things with designs that she created herself. So uh, check that out. Support independent artists. Support strong independent women like Nicole Smith-Bosch. When you do enter promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase. But, guys, we're not here to talk about (laughs) sexy man condoms. What was the name of it again? Uh, Sleep Creep Condoms. Sleep Creep. we got to make that a fucking merch right there. Sleep Creep Condoms. And then just have, like, Jesus wearing one under his left eye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I voted for Larry Elder. (laughs) How is Jesus doing? Last time I was here, Jesus was traveling to South Africa. (laughs) Kind of like the... uh, Omnicrom be damned. The Omnicrom. He's a... was it the outbreak monkey? He was in yeah. a monkey outfit. It's been a while since I've been here, so he was. Uh, he I don't was, know if he made it there. <laughs> he just shipped himself and like a. He fucking, has a whole box of like Larry Elder shirts for uh, fucking governor. He's gonna send out to to Afri- to all the African children or whatever. Dude, really quickly on Larry Elder, and that's because that's a good way to start because that happened in twenty twenty one. But um, Larry Elder, we talked about that homeless situation that's going on. You know, there's a lot of homeless people in California, but Larry Elder had like the worst idea. It was like, why don't we just have churches? <laughs> it was like, why don't we have churches like just baptize all these people and <laughs> and then like just feed them like homeless people will just be fed through churches and then we'll just give money to the churches. And I was like, dude, that's like the worst idea. Like you're just like, so like, I don't know, dude, it's, it, it's weird, dude. It, it was one of those, uh, like, w- first of all, like, they don't need to be baptized. Like, there's, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that's the least of their worries. But anyway. well, I mean, they would get a proper bath, maybe. Oh yeah, that's. Oh yeah, a Never holy mind. bath. I stand corrected. There you go, Larry man. Elder. Maybe Larry Elder, 2024. Well, why don't we just baptize them if they need shower so oh, much? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like Larry Elder, we're gonna have to clean that water out every time they baptize them. Yeah. Or I mean, the <laughs> the flip side of it, you know, they would they can give money to the churches, but it'll just be installed in the fucking the insulation of the fucking bathroom, like fucking yeah. uh, what's his name, uh, Joel Olstein or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Joel Olstein, another twenty twenty one flashback. Ooh, fucking ugh. corrupt motherfucker. Yeah, but guys, we're not. Well, we'll probably get into that. Uh, but guys, uh, we're not here to talk about Jesus all the live long day. We're not gonna sit here and talk about the UFC standings for thirty minutes and then jump into the topic, guys. We're here to recap twenty twenty one the best way we know how, and this is probably like the fourth or fifth year. 
that we've done this. So uh, check out our previous uh, year in reviews. I think 2020 was like the most wild one. Uh, but 2021 art, I, I guess like it's always good to start these episodes off with a question. Like, what? how was your feelings about 2021? Like, how was your experience? You know, I, it's funny you say that. Um, without planning, my phone updated me today and said, here's a bunch of memories from 2021. Like, here's a bunch of pictures that I took. And I didn't realize I did as much like cool shit. Like, like going to a going to a rock concert. I guess was something I really missed out mm. in 2021. The, my my last one was I think I I saw the Cult of Luna in like March of 2020, and I think there was like a giant gap from like to the next one. And I think I might be missing one, but I'm pretty sure the last time I like just to be in another pit type of scenario was to see nothing on Halloween night. So it was just, just to experience that again. And just to be in that environment, like th- there was a lot of cool things like movies were back. Mm-hmm. Shows were back. I felt like there was a little more energy to 2021. Um, a little more of that get back spirit, I guess, yeah. um, that was lacking in 2020. I think 2020 was a, more of just like surviving and getting through it. And, yeah. Like, just tiger King. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was God weird. Carol Baskin. I, I almost feel like we need to go back to 2020 and just like, if it happened in 2020, it didn't happen at all, man. Like, <laughs> Get Doctor Strange it, to put like his spell there, across there it. There needs to be a Doctor Strange scenario where he wipes all of our memories from 2020, <laughs> where it's like, I, I think back at it and I'm like, dude, from like March to like whenever the vaccine came out, mm-hmm. it didn't count. <laughs> It, ladies, if he cheated on you, it didn't count. <laughs> um, <laughs> what happens in 2020 stays in 2020. Yeah, it just, it, it's kind of a weird, weird year. It's like just that year, be to it, if whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. just not, not a, not a very good year. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't bad. I got in shape for that year, and then I lost it all again. Like, yeah, it came back. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get back. 2022, the year I fucking get yoked or something i don't know 2021 was crazy too because yeah like everything did kind of go back a little not all the way i want to say but a little bit like too normal um you know i did i did go back to the gym and it's weird because i got pretty chubby during 2020 and then i lost like all strength that i had i mean yeah i was working out from home i had resistance bands and whatnot and i think i got down to like 180 and whatnot and that's pretty slim for me like a 180 or whatnot but like it pissed me off because like I couldn't even fuck. I had to have my like ninety eight pound girlfriend like open up the pickle jar for me and shit. I was like, God damn, God damn it! Like God, it didn't count, Jacob. Yeah, well, it didn't it, count. Doctor Strange, was the vaccine out? No, nope, it didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> it was a vaccine that that made me the, less strong. But you know, I went back to the gym and I started just working on like building my strength back up, which I still look fat as fuck. Mm. But like I've never been stronger. Maybe that's the vaccine. I don't know. Like mm. I got my uh, my booster a couple weeks ago or whatnot. Never been stronger, but I look fat as shit still. But yeah, I mean that whole like um, that energy of kind of going back to normal, like seeing you know familiar faces every day. Even going back to like the movies. Yeah. Like I remember like the first movie that we saw was uh, the Unholy or whatever. It's one of the worst movies to see or whatever, what whatnot. But like it was a scary experience. It was like almost like entering a bear's cave, like while they're hibernating. Like you don't know like if this is a mistake or not. You know, or you're gonna get be able to pet like a, a fluffy bear on their nose and whatnot. But like, even that experience, like it was cool, like because it like had a little bit of danger. It's like, oh fuck, am I gonna contract the Delta variant here, or am I gonna see a, at 
at at the best a okay movie. So I was pretty starved of a movie experience, like just going to the movies, right? So as soon as movies came back, um, besides Disneyland, Disneyland was my big like, oh, thank God Disneyland's back. I can't wait to spend a lot of money on nothing. What's weird, that was like the first like (laughs) fucking trip that we took too. It was like Disneyland, like in March of this year, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm vaccinated. I got the first shot. I was like, (laughs) get me in there. Uh, But as far as movies go, the first movie I saw this year when when the theaters opened up was Voyagers, mm-hmm. and I gotta say it was one of the worst movies I've I've ever seen. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Those pandemic movies were rough, bro. Like I, even putting together like a list of like movies that I saw this year, I was like, damn. You could tell like there was like a definite halt to production, and like oh even, yeah, yeah, even the stuff that was like coming out was like mediocre at best. But as like the year went on, like shit got a little bit better. Shit got lit. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the first one. I think. I saw a couple of other ones. I saw Spiral with Chris Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, Another yeah. bad movie not worth watching. <laughs> um, I saw Mortal Kombat. I actually saw Mortal Kombat with you guys. Yes. Um, that was the first... I don't want to say like the first good movie, but it was like the first movie that I was like... Well, I didn't feel like vomiting the whole time. Like it was decent. It was like it, it was, was the first right. like popcorn like movie experience. Like, yeah. Like like I mentioned the unholy. Like I mean, I could have just saw that like on HBO Plus or whatever. But like, or Dude, that's Netflix. how I felt a lot. Okay, so that did the whole fact that in 2020 a lot of these movies were going straight to to streaming did change the game for me because mm. it was like it made me view this thing where it's like um, last year what's that one movie that came out the live action of. Uh, I was going to say Pocahontas, but it's not Pocahontas. Um, <laughs> Mulan? The, Mulan. The live action Mulan came out, and I was like, oh, thank God I didn't go to theater for this because it was not very yeah. good. Um, but it was like, but at the same time, it was like, I felt okay the fact that I just watched it at home with my family, and mm-hmm. it was cool. Nothing was lost. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, I don't feel like a fool for spending like $20 on popcorn. So, like, or, but so a lot of these. I felt that way about where it's like Spiral. I felt like, dude, I should just watch this at home. Like, I'm sure they're streaming this shit. Um, a lot of these movies, old, did you ever see old Mm-mm. dude? I went to go see old with Ben and old sucked. But like, Ben liked it. Ben though. liked it. Of course. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought it sucked, dude. It was like, just not a good story, dude. It was like, a st- whenever like this, the main story is a plot hole. It's like, dude, that's a bad story. Like that's a, there's a, there's a giant chunk. Like if I told you, dude, I went to Las Vegas. Also, I started my own condom brand and it was like, dude, there's like a, <laughs> You you started with one thing and then you ended with like another thing and there's like a whole thing in the middle that should probably be the story and you didn't tell that part. Yeah, that's how I feel about the movie Old, where it's like, dude, what the fuck happened there? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyways, a lot yeah. of bad movies. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember going to see uh, Mortal Kombat with you, and I remember being really excited for that. Like we got the babysitter, like I actually dressed yeah. up and shit. Just wore was, a tie. Yeah, I did. I wore a Kano tie. <laughs> <laughs> it one eye was like it's a, a fucking Ruby. yeah and um but one condom one red condom <laughs> over the eye <laughs> what's the name brand of that shit um sleep creep condom sleep creep condom baby sponsored by kano uh but i remember being super excited for it obviously i didn't like the movie but i loved that experience that whole thing of like hey let's get food beforehand let's mm-hmm. eat inside of a restaurant for the first time yeah, like yeah. let's do that with a friend and fucking then go see a movie like that was like yeah, never mind like how kind of bad that movie was, but that whole experience of like, oh fuck, like this is gonna be a great adventure. Like it came back for twenty twenty one, which I sorely missed in twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, I just want to rattle off a, a couple of shitty movies that I saw. Yes. 
uh, Green Knight. I don't think it was the worst. It's not the shittiest movie, but it is so boring. <laughs> it's like one of those A24. It is an A24 movie, but if you know anything about A24 movies, like there is no in-between. It's either going to be like some like ambient, super boring thing, like over-the-top artsy, or a good movie. And there's like no in-between. Yeah. And that one falls a little bit in that ambient, over-the-top artsy movie that it's about 45 minutes too long. Like literally people were falling asleep in the theater um somehow i stayed awake the whole time because I, I just kept thinking like there's no way that this is not going to lead to anything but didn't lead to anything so that one was bad i already said old was bad um let me take a look here uh space jam was probably yeah, that's the one i was I, looking at right there with laser focused eyes legitimately like one of the worst things i've seen it was like and we're not talking about the michael jordan space jam no no no. we're talking about lebron james's <laughs> the whole reason probably why he came to the lakers version of space jam and i gave it a chance and mind you we didn't see this in theaters we we, we did the fucking i did see it in theaters sadly oh. i saw this I sadly saw this in theaters. Yeah, well, no, we streamed that motherfucker because I was like, first of all, this is a kid's movie and my kid is too wild to be fucking in a theater right now. And we streamed it and holy shit, like it took us literally like five tries to get through it because it was like that bad. And everybody like makes an, anybody making an excuse for a Space Jam, oh, it's a kid's movie. No, fuck you because my kid fucking hated it. My fucking girlfriend's nieces fucking hated it and they're fucking kids as shit like they're right. one of them's nine seven and, and that's and just two. like a bad excuse like i was thinking like the lego movie also a kids movie i fucking love the lego movie uh, they don't all miss these with pixar those. movies are like amazing those are kids movies i just wanted to say like if your excuse is it's a kids movie is like that's like cheating on your girlfriend saying it was 2020 it didn't count <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a bad excuse like that is a bad excuse so oh, I, I agree i just totally. want to i just if, if that's your whole argument it's, like, it's a kid's movie get over it. it's like shut the fuck up i still paid like a total of 50 dollars to go to the theater for the tickets and popcorn yeah and my slushy it's I, yeah anyways kids aren't fucking spending 50 dollars on that shit i'm spending 50 dollars <laughs> on that shit um, so that's my argument. But there were some good movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want to rattle off a couple of good movies that I saw this year. Uh, I think the first good movie I saw this year was Bad Trip with Eric Andre. That uh, was really good. I did. I forgot to put that on my list. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved it. I thought it was really, really good, really enjoyable. Um, a movie that I feel good about, I guess I should have started with this one because this one is in the eh, mixed feelings about it, is House of Gucci, which I just recently watched. Mm-hmm. I still have kind of mixed feelings about that. I think some of the acting's good. I think that the movie like drags things out and whatever. Um, probably, oh, Candyman. Another movie I feel very meh. Lukewarm movie. Oh, yeah, I feel yeah. like, eh, you, you kind of killed it a little bit, but it's still decent. Uh, Black Widow was fucking dope. Uh, I thought Shang-Chi was fucking dope. Shang-Chi was fucking amazing. Um, about a quarter of the way through that movie, you know how when you get like that feeling, like for example, I got that this feeling, the first time I recognized this feeling while watching a movie organically the first time around was Dark Knight. Like where you're watching, you're like, oh my God, this, this is fucking amazing. Like everything about this is perfect. I got that feeling like maybe a quarter of the way through uh, Shang-Chi. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is a perfect movie. Like even towards the end, mm. we we watched it a couple of times on Disney Plus now, and I'm like, this is just a really solid fucking story. And it was Marvel is doing this genius thing where they're either going back to their their weak movies and making really genius storylines out of their TV shows with it, or they're getting like these random like you know deep cut characters 
and like making really good films from them. And I'm like, oh, dude, like this is like the 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 fucking signature movie. Like when you talk about like the the new phase of Marvel. I also saw Spider Man this year, and I, I would say Spider Man has an argument there. Because I think they're both really good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, like both. I think Spider-Man and like, this is like Marvel saying we back motherfuckers. Yeah. Pulling uh, out their dick and laying it on the table. Yeah. Oh, oh, Suicide Squad. (laughs) That you thought this was dope. Well, fucking Chang-Chi and Spider-Man over here. And shout out to Suicide Squad. I thought it was pretty decent. Really? I, I hated it. Really? I, th- I thought it was pretty pretty I, enjoyable. I like I like John Cena in the movie. Not just because I'm a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. but like I thought his his character was like the best character. But like uh, other than that, I was like, Oh, this is really? just DC I, at its I, worst. I, I thought it was I thought it was one of their better things because it this is like I hate when DC tries to take itself seriously. Mm-hmm. And obviously they changed out the director. They were like, all right, let's get rid of this whole bullshit and just get the the director from <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, and let's see what you can do with it. I think yeah. he did a better job. I thought it was enjoyable. Yeah, I did. don't. I'm not gonna say like Chang Chi or any of these were like even on its level, but I still thought it was a worth watching movie. Mm. Um, but I think you know Spider Man. I thought was amazing. Probably my favorite movie. The I think the only movie I have a name drop here, and probably my favorite movie of the whole year was Dune. I thought Dune was like incredible. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. Dune was one of the craziest things I think I've seen in like in a theater, like just the overall scale of it. I almost don't think it translates. Like I'm glad I saw that in theaters because it's just the scale of. Uh, I forgot that director's name, but he's done Blade Runner. Ridley Scott. A, n- no, that's uh, that's a different director. Oh, oh. He did Arrival, and he just seems to know how to capture magnitude of things like you know i was watching spider-man and i was like well spider-man's a massive movie right mm-hmm. but even spider-man didn't feel like it was mostly you could watch spider-man at, at home and not miss anything about it dune just knew how to capture like this is supposed to feel massive like you're supposed to feel like you're staring up at the empire state building when you watch this and i think he does such a good job at it i'm super stoked for part two i didn't know that was gonna be a part two like most people show up to the theater and then it says part one of dune and i was like fuck yeah, well, that's a pretty good move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, again, Marvel putting their dick on the table like a horse. Uh, Black Widow, I fucking loved. Space Jam hated. Uh, Halloween Kills. I still it, haven't seen that. It, it's it's another Halloween movie. It, it was okay. Suicide Squad, again, the only thing I liked about it was John Cena. Uh, Disney, uh, They not only did they have great Marvel movies, but they're, they're to piggyback off what you were saying with you know the kids' movies, I thought Luca was great. Encanto, uh, that new one that came out was Dude, great. Dude, I haven't seen either one of those. Those and are like, really I wa- good. I want to. Encanto is streaming now on Disney Plus, so I might watch that. It's really good. We, I watched it twice so far um, during Christmas, so it, it's it's pretty good. And um, what is it, Raya the Last Dragon or whatever? Yeah, that one was pretty good too. I, again, kids movie. That that's the one you can say, oh, it's a kids movie. Oh, they also did um, Souls this year. Soul, yeah. I forgot about that one. That one was one we streamed, and actually, like, I did a whole setup for that one because I brought out my movie projector and like streamed it at home. Um, that one was sad too. That one was sad, but it was beautiful. Like beautiful. it was one of the most like touch. And see, this is the bullshit I hear when people are like, "It's a kids movie." Souls was a kids movie. Mm-hmm. Souls like brings out like emotions in people mm-hmm. where it's like, "This is for kids," 
but like it's not for fucking stupid ass kids. I don't know what yeah. fucking stupid ass kids you hang out there's with. There's a short bus kids, <laughs> and then there's kids that are gonna go to the gate program. These are the kids whose parents use Durex condoms. <laughs> 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 they drink a fucking monster yeah. energy drink yeah. during conception. Yeah, I was like, this, you can't just fucking throw a rock star in the JJ and hope it kills all the seeds in there. <laughs> some some diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> this will kill it. Uh, but yeah, the Eternals though, I would say. Oh, though, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, that that one I would say is a big whatever burger. Like I was agree it, with. You. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. And I felt like I felt like that was going to be like the next like Avengers level movie. Yeah. And maybe that's my bad for putting expectations no, on it. No, no, I don't think it's your bad cuz I don't think I I I so to all these movies I try to walk in as as like I'm expecting I know the quality the Marvel brings to movies and so I'm expecting something similar to that. Mm-hmm. And that's all I walk into it. I'm not expecting it to be like, you know, I like I would say I'm trying to think like what's a bad. I would say the first Captain America is like kind of forgettable, mm. and then I would say like you know End Games is like up here. Yeah. So like as long as you're somewhere in there, like you're cool. I, I thought that one was closer to like the first Captain America, where it's like this is just like a movie, like yeah, like whatever. If it w- if it didn't have the Marvel uh, hype behind it, I probably would have skipped. It. Oh, same or- here. It, it would have at best been a, a decent DC movie. That's what it reminded me of. I mean, and then you have half of the Game of Thrones fucking cast on it and you fucking managed to make it kind of, let's face it, kind of boring. Yeah. And like the story was kind of like rushed in a three hour movie. Like, how do you do that? Like, it, it was a weird. I felt like it would have been a better Disney Plus TV show. Correct. Where it's like, let's have it be like eight episodes long. You can have an hour each episode. And tell the story you really want to tell. And mm-hmm. here it does feel rushed. There's characters that'll disappear randomly and then reappear and be like, "What the fuck were you?" Kind yeah. of thing. Like, yeah, it just it's a decent movie. It's not a terrible like yeah, fucking not- Suicide Part One. That one was like garbage, but like it wasn't Voyagers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's the Eternals. Uh, Jungle Cruise was a pretty good movie. It, I mean, I, I didn't see it either. It's it's not gonna blow your socks off. It's not soul, but it's like one of those like family movies you can put on. Like the kids will enjoy it, adults will enjoy it. Like there's something. It's like one of those just stereotypical live action like uh, uh, you know Pirates of the Caribbean type movies where it's just like the whole family can sit around and enjoy it. It's got something for everyone. Uh, Cruella, uh, that one was. Oh, I forgot about that one. That one was okay. I thought. Yeah, um, that th- that was pretty decent. That's another one that we. Um all my family all got together and watched that mm-hmm. one and that's what those things were made for uh one that i thought was stupid as shit but again it was one of those ones that was trying to get the get get get, get the get life back to normal was uh godzilla versus kong um oh, i didn't watch that one. we streamed that we streamed the shit out of that one we were not about to pay fucking 50 dollars at the movie yeah. theater for this one but um it, it was okay it was decent um another movie that i was i would say is bad but like still fun was the new venom movie um it's it's it was more enjoyable i'd say than eternals uh but with a worse story if that makes any sense at all um Th- those just don't do anything for me man i i want to like even after like now that venom is like in the in the mcu and all this stuff like you know the idea of like, so you want to go back and watch those? And I'm just like, nah. And I love Tom. Like, there's so much for me to be like, I like this. I like Venom. I, I like Tom Hardy. Like, there's f- 
so much for me to be like all about this and i want tom hardy to be the next 007 <laughs> like yeah but like i just i just it just does not and this looks bad like it looks too it looks it reminds me too much of like um when they were doing like daredevil with ben affleck kind of thing it's like that it reminds me a little bit of more of that era of okay of marvel not that level of bad but like that level of like story because i know they're doing morpheus morpheus coming and that's from that universe Mm -hmm. and i'm just like no man i still can't get behind these they there's just something different about it like the mm-hmm. the whole Sony world just does it differently. It, it, I would say it's it's like more like Fox's X Men. Like it's not yeah. gonna be it's not gonna be Shang Chi, but it's like okay, I can sit down and eat some popcorn and watch it. It's fun as long as you take it at that value. Like you're good. Like is it gonna progress the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Nah, but it's fun to watch. Plus, you said like I like Tom Hardy. Uh, Woody Harrelson's in it. He's basically playing, you know, the dude from Natural Born Killers once again. And as long as you understand that, like, you can go in it with some sense of enjoyment. Is it going to blow your socks off with the plot? No. But I just try not to go in it with uh, magnifying glasses. It's just just yeah. enjoy it for what it is. I just I just think, like, there's so many other movies that I'd rather watch before I get to that one. That's why, that's the only, like... Which is understandable. Yeah. I, I'm limited time, and I got to make sure I get... Yeah, I, I got, got you good on ones that. in there. Uh, one more that kind of surprised me uh, was a Netflix only movie that should have, like, I should have seen in theaters. If I don't even know if it was in theaters, was Army of the Dead. That one was surprisingly good. And we talked about this on last, not last week's Patreon, but two Patreons ago, uh, where Batista really kind of like blows my socks off a little bit, where it's just mm-hmm. like, dude, yeah, you're basically playing like that buff guy that The Rock usually plays in movies, but you're adding a little bit more. Um, well, I, emotional I, nuance to it. Yeah, I think Batista's just a better actor than The Rock. Like the The Rock plays one dude. Like The Rock is never gonna play like the dumb dude or anything like that. Like he's he's gonna try to make himself like the hero or something like that, mm-hmm. or like the guy, the buddy cop, the Arnold Schwarzenegger type of character. From and it's just like you can only do that so many times. And like I think Batista is doing like a very genius thing where like he's playing like very serious characters at times and very comical characters at times. And like just his range has like been really surprising. And you mentioned that movie and he's in Dune and like those are two movies that came out this same year. Yeah. So shout out to fucking Batista, our fucking most improved player. Yeah, most improved player of the year. <laughs> um, and then obviously Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. I, if I if I divorce my list from like those Marvel movies or whatever, obviously Spider Man, like I jizzed like seventy five times. I cried maybe you know seventy eight times. Uh, Shang Chi, I can't stop giving enough credit to that movie. If I if I separate all the Marvel movies out of this and say what would be my favorite movie of the year besides the Marvel releases, I gotta say it's this movie I care a lot with the girl from um, I forget the actress. Oh, name. the one where she's um. She like becomes a conservator, like yeah. falsely. I hated that movie. What? I thought that movie was I awesome. I Hated that movie, dude. Like, I, I, I saw that. It's a Netflix original, I think. I yeah. hated that movie, dude. I was oh, like, what? The, my, uh, my boy, my boy Sippy. I, shout out! I don't know if he's listening. He's the one that told me. He's like, check it out, dude. He's like, it's a, it's a cool little like Sunday night movie. And I was like, all right, I'll watch it. You know what? I think Zippy hit me up as well. And that. I, so I watched it, and I was like. This is not that good. Like, there's moments that you think it's gonna go somewhere, and there's moments where you're like, okay, this is gonna be an interesting, like, like tear jerker type of thing. And it's like it just never felt like it went anywhere. Like it was just like 
everything felt like dull ends like we're like oh it's gonna be intense if they kill this character off and it's like mm-hmm. no we're gonna save him and every like anything that mattered like didn't matter kind of thing and it was just like it just played it too safe. It was such a safe movie. I could not stand that movie. Well, maybe I'm a safe motherfucker that <laughs> likes to use Trojan condoms. I don't, <laughs> I don't it, know. It, it, it felt way too safe for me. Oh, okay. I, I wish I wish they would have just like, just one of these characters, just like throw him into the ocean kind of thing. <laughs> like, I just want to, like, just, just as far as their character development, like, it, it, I don't know. It just, it just felt like it started here and it ended here. It was like, everybody's, everybody made it home safe. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, in Spider-Man, like, it was like, holy shit, and May... Oh, sh- I don't know if you've seen... Everyone should see... By Spoiler now, alert. By now, five, it's been out for a month. Four, three, two, one. Okay. Well, by now, Spider-Man's been out for at least... By the time you guys hear this, it'll be out for, like, at least a month. So, um... <laughs> Uh, you know, like Aunt May dies and all these things are happening. Like that to me is the thing that's like I'm not saying. Coaster. Yeah, I'm not saying like he needs to shoot up fucking heroin to like make Spider-Man <laughs> interesting. But you you see his character arc like yeah. evolved, and I just felt like that movie was just like like the girlfriend might die. No, the girlfriend's safe. Oh, she might get thrown in the river. Oh no, she's out. She's okay. And everything is like everything was just like what it was. Just, that's why I was like this sucked. I. I just thought it was maybe it's because like what I do for a living, like you see people like that and whatnot. So like it was it was interesting to see it play out like on the big screen, and so that's why I really dug it. Um, plus, I really like that actress. She's in Gone Girl. Yeah, yeah, I forget her name. I think she's Swedish or by way of Britain kind of thing. But that's um, actually why I watched it because I was like, oh, she's a terrific actress. Oh yeah, and uh, and I thought the first half of the movie was pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I just couldn't get into it. Just it's just so safe, and some of the characters I just thought were a little bit tacky. Like the lawyer um, character was just like I, I get that that was like his whole thing. Like, it just felt like he was like, "Here's a character we're gonna try to like, kind of like a Martin Scorsese type lawyer that would be in a Martin Scorsese movie, but just at, but he's kind of a pussy at the end. We don't we can't we can't make him too let's not make him too edgy. <laughs> it, it just felt like that. Like it was just a lot of like. It had good ideas and it just didn't want to execute any of them because they didn't okay. want to like step on toes or something. Didn't want to offend, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, too I, safe. I too it, safe, man. I can see your perspective. I still dug the movie, but uh, anyways, I guess TV. Uh, we were both talking about this yeah. um, before we started recording, and I guess we're of that generation. Like we don't we don't sit there and watch much must see yeah, TV like it. Frasier and shit like that, or uh, f- uh, Friends or Seinfeld and shit like that. So for TV. Like when I was looking up the list for it, it was like all these shows, and to me, I feel like like TV is like so oversaturated. Like you got Prime, you got Netflix, you got fucking Paramount, obviously Disney Plus, like all these like streaming platforms, and then obviously there's still network television that you're competing with, and that's out there. There's just so much TV out there that's like almost impossible to keep up. Like I was looking at somebody's like top 20 lists like from like vulture.com and whatnot and i was like dude i have no idea about any of these tv shows and i have all the streaming platforms so that's where i'm kind of at where it's just like i'm just gonna name the shit that like i saw and like whether i thought it was good or not like i'm not gonna give you like a fucking definitive like top 10 top five fucking list yeah i i I didn't make a list for anything usually i'll come in here with these are my favorite albums this is I didn't want to do that this year because I was like, well, just because it's the stuff I'm into doesn't mean that that was what was popular. So mm-hmm. I think the big one, the the biggest TV show, the, the show that the only show I could think of that I was like, well, this is more of a current thing that's in popular culture was Squid Game. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we felt the same about Squid Game where it was like, 
I think it was I think it was a decent show, mm-hmm. but I didn't understand the hype. Like if I watched Squid Game, I wouldn't be like Jacob. You gotta watch Squid Game right now. <laughs> like I don't care if your baby's hungry. <laughs> you put that baby in a shoebox and finish Squid Game. <laughs> like it was not that. It was like if you have free time, I guess watch it. Like yeah, I didn't feel like Squid Game was anything more I worth feel- watching than anything Disney Plus has done. I feel well. I don't know if that would ever make it a Disney Plus. No, no. I, I just meant like there's so much cool shit. Like if you yeah. haven't watched Hawkeye, if you haven't watched like um, WandaVision, Loki. Loki. Like there's so much shit. Like even the Bad Batch. Like I'd rather watch all that shit before I get to Squid Game. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. I I kind of feel the same way. I feel like people that like were jizzing their pants over Squid Game never watched movies like Audition and shit like that, or people that are unfamiliar with like Asian like cinema or yeah, like yeah. content in general. It's like, this is like their entryway. This is their new metal. Yeah. If you will uh, into I will, that. I will say that Korean television and like Korean dramas. And I know this isn't a drama is more like a, I don't know, I guess like a suspense or something. I don't know why you would qualify this, but like Korean dramas are like going toe to toe with like American television right now, mainly because of streaming services and like they're, Korean, the Korean cinema, I guess, is like, is coming up as like that new giant to look out for. Well, uh, Parasite, that actually won Best Picture, I believe, a year or two ago. Yeah, about two years ago. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a the same way I felt about fucking uh, Squid Game. I was like, oh, it's nothing I haven't seen before, but everybody was jizzing their pants over it kind yeah. of thing. It's not a bad movie by any means, but it wasn't like this game changer that everybody would. But to your point... I would say Korean entertainment as a whole, which kind of, you know, not to kill my lead on music, is starting to come up and neck and neck with like American entertainment culture. Yeah, and it's definitely something to to look look out for in the next couple of years. Uh I think the 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 big thing that's really popular is like Korean dramas, like Korean and it's it's kind of a weird thing because it's like Korean teenage dramas. Mm-hmm. That's like a huge market and like it's not you know, if this was the old Art and Jacob Do America thing, it would probably be something that we wouldn't even talk about because they'd be like, I don't watch that shit. <laughs> 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 David Lynch didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but because I do want to be a little more inclusive towards like things that I'm not like that into, mm-hmm. it is, it is. you know, 2021 was definitely that year that Korean dramas kind of took over like streaming services. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't name any of them because I have no idea. They have like weird translations. I, Shout I, out to Crazy Korean Barbecue up the street. They always got that stuff playing. They and when Korean you Korean dramas playing. Oh, yeah. They got all the Korean channels on there. And like when you're sitting there watching it, you're like, oh, this is different. But you don't know what's going on. It's kind of like when, oh, not for you. You couldn't relate to this. But like, like Mexican soap operas, I have no idea what the fuck necessarily yeah. they're saying but i'm fucking invested dude like it's the same thing like when you go in there and you watch like the korean television like okay even when i do a pickup order like i always just sit there for like an extra 10 minutes till the commercial break i'm like okay thank you just to fucking finish out like whatever scene is playing i don't know what the fuck they're saying but it's entertaining as shit yeah yeah i mean definitely not not my cup of tea but I could see it's popular. It's a it's a thing that definitely deserves to be mentioned in the twenty twenty one. Kind of like frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get frosted tips, but uh, you know, you know, they were popular. They got somebody laid. If this was nineteen ninety seven, like Justin Timberlake had frosted tips, you better get frosted tips. That's right, and some cuckoo <laughs> shells, baby. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I just want to mention that. But we mentioned a couple of other ones. Loki was probably like my favorite show of twenty twenty one. I think the Bad Batch was amazing. I, I I'm a big Star Wars fan. I can't wait 
for um, Boba Fett. Boba Fett's going to come out this upcoming Wednesday, I think. It's going to be the release of the new Boba Fett series, which I'm super excited for. Um, there's a lot on Di- like not to suck Disney's dick too much, dude. Disney killed it, but Disney did kill it this year. It was like, dude, you got everything you did. I think the weakest one was Hawkeye, and Hawkeye was still like super entertaining. Yeah, like I, we that just finished last week, and I was satisfied with the ending. It yeah, started off kind of wonky, so was. and I would say this with all of Disney Plus's like streaming TV shows, like they kind of start off wonky, like WandaVision, like like the first two episodes. I know a lot of people. Were yeah, like, I agree with you. What the fuck is this? Uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What the fuck is this? But by the end, like you're fucking invested. You cannot wait till the next fucking lead-in TV show or lead-in movie uh, that this set up. Like, and the genius that I was talking about earlier too is just like all of these things come from like the weakest stories. Like WandaVision comes from the Age of Ultron, the weakest Avenger movie. Loki is cleaning up a lot of bullshit from uh, Thor: The Dark Age or whatever that horrible Thor movie was Falcon the Winter Shoulder clearing up a lot of like you said it you know the first uh, uh, Captain Captain America America fucking movie Hawkeye which is to me he's the the least interesting uh, Avenger but makes it interesting so they're doing a lot of like genius cleanup like making a lot of the missteps matter again kind of thing and I thought like to me like that's the stroke of genius with these TV shows yeah I agree with you I think Disney Plus killed it um, you know, as far as things that I actually did watch, it was mostly like older things that have been around for a while. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Came back after it's like four year hiatus. It, mm-hmm. it came back with a new season. I th- I think, in my opinion, sorry to offend anyone, I think I think that's probably the best comedy, like television comedy that's oh, ever wow. been released above and, the Office. Oh, above the Office. Because here's the thing about the Office: the Office starts off slow. Gets really good and then ends with like Andy Bernard ruining the show, basically like kamikaze pilot himself into the heart and soul of every office yeah, fans. Yeah. And I feel like this show never gets there. Like this show is never like, well, let's do a redeeming quality to Charlie Day. And it's like, no, it's always like these characters are the worst people on earth and like they stay the worst people on earth and they don't understand racism. And the funny thing is like, they don't understand racism. They don't understand homophobia. They don't understand sexism, and like, and they're not laughing with you, or like, they're 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 not. You know how like people? I feel like people look back at the office and they're like, "Well, the office couldn't work today because all these libtards are always like, yeah. you know." And it's like, well, you missed the point. The point was that Michael Scott didn't understand that what he was like, what he was doing was bad. And that's why HR was like a perfect villain to his, to the Michael Scott. And so I think people miss that point. And yeah, I think I agree. that I think that uh it's always sunny in Philadelphia is all that. Like mm-hmm. all, Sunny and It's Always Sunny is like had this really genius episode that came out this season that was, I think I told you about it. I was like, dude, you gotta watch this like this new episode. The new episode is basically like these characters that don't understand like that the time, you know, like everything is different now. And like it's been like a show that's been running now for like fourteen years, and like, and like, they just they they can't function in this, in this new world, and like, they're kind of responsible for a lot of the problems that America <laughs> has had, and like, I don't want to give it away because I think they do it in such a genius way. Where like, I'll give one away because I think one was the funniest thing. Like Frank, who is the um, Danny DeVito's character, okay, yeah, yeah, who who is the dad of of the family. Um, he um during the pandemic 
he because he's older he's 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 old dan devito's old uh, uh he starts noticing that his hair is going super gray and he's always dyed his hair and no one's willing to dye his hair because all the shops are closed so he runs this underground like hair dyeing thing for men and so he <laughs> he starts like basically like well i just i use horse semen and shoe <laughs> polish and he's like and he's like i got cheap i got i got too confident i got too cocky on that horse semen i started going with second grade horse semen <laughs> and so it, so anyways, he's like, this hot shot politician came into my office one day, and I was like, yeah, I'll do your hair. And then a couple hours later, he's on TV, and I was like, you idiot. All those cameras are going to melt the <laughs> melt the horsey. <laughs> oh, Giuliani? <laughs> it was Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, and they do so many of those in that episode oh, that wow. are just like. I, I think it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Sold. I, I had skeptical hippo-wise because... If you can get through season one, which I think most people agree season one is kind of like season one of The Office, but it's important to watch where it's like these characters are not that fleshed out and it's really not till Frank comes into the picture in season two where they were like, we're going to cancel your show unless you can get a big star to come into the show. And I'm like, all right, let's get like another dude that fits into this skis ball of like skis balls. But... Um, I think it's the greatest like comedy ever put together. Okay. So I'm sold just with that. I'm sold. <laughs> so, but going down that line, I did notice that a lot of TV shows like were making a comeback, like older TV shows, like Murphy Brown fucking had a revamp. Wow, Murphy Brown, fucking um, Fuller House, like all these shows like were getting. And I know that one already it came out before like 2021, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you know they were still prevalent in 2021. But like Sex in the City, like that came back this year, like just a couple weeks ago and whatnot. But I did notice that, and like I kind of forecasted that during the pandemic, like where it's just like, damn, we're gonna. Some people are gonna just run out of ideas, and they're gonna fucking just like hot shot. We're gonna get Frasier, another Frasier <laughs> spinoff, you know, kind of thing. Like, That's another like great moment of 2021 where Jacob's like a Frasier fan, dude. It, I gotta get you like a Frasier shirt or something. I like, would proudly wear that shit. N- not that Frasier's bad or anything like that, but like it's I a, just think that that's like a very like genuine like th- like for me like. Me and my sister grew up watching In the Heat of the Night. It's like not a super popular TV show, mm-hmm. but like In the Heat of the Night with like like me and my sister still talk about like certain episodes of In the Heat of the Night where it's like it's like Matlock basically. Like it's that level of like Yeah. But I love In the Heat of the Night and it's just like I could see how people would be like, "Dude, you watch that shit? That's like old people shit. That's yeah. like Murder she wrote bullshit like Dude, actually, you know what Murder she wrote's actually <laughs> not that bad either, bro. I got to watch Murder she wrote. No. I like In the Heat of the Night, so I might like that. So yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get we'll do that. We'll do a trade off. We'll do a fucking y'all get you in the heat of the I'll, night t shirt. I'll see what I can find. I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of dope ass Frasier stuff. There's a Frasier podcast, man. Are you fucking serious? I think they just sit down and watch every Frasier episode and like uh, critique. That was another big thing in twenty twenty one. Like former like speaking of the office, there's like three different Dude, office fucking podcasts were like different. Same thing with It's Always Sunny. The the main writers, the main characters in It's Always Sunny did an ep- did a podcast where they're rewatching every episode of It's Always Sunny and it's fucking hilarious. It's even funnier than the podcast itself and like they talk about like could we get away with that today and like all these like mm-hmm. random things like a- apparently here's a little fun fact about It's Always Sunny. One of the characters, the, the blonde-haired girl, her name is Sweet D. Or her name her name's Deborah, but everyone called her Sweet D. And uh, apparently the reason why they named her Sweet D was uh, a long time ago when they were like struggling like movie actors, they got invited to a party in LA and it was hosted by Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine. And his girlfriend slash fiance slash now wife, he, he called her Sweet D. And so uh, 
everybody was like that's like the tackiest name like (laughs) so like that's perfect for this character because we want to be like the worst like tackiest people so we'll call her sweet d and so when the show came out and he's like dude you guys named her sweet d like that's my wife's name (laughs) (laughs) yeah not a fan uh tom morello is probably not a fan of them lighten up tom morello that's all i gotta say can't all be fucking serious shit all the time uh but i know another tv show i haven't watched these ones uh, but I know a lot of people go ape shit over it is Ted Lasso, which is on Apple. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, shout out to Jesus, who like fucking can't, can't calm down at a. Re- I watched one episode; it was decent, but I haven't gone past the one episode. Yeah, me either. And then Yellowstone, like every it feels like every proud boy in America. I've seen zero episode. Oh, is it like a proud boy type of shit? Uh, it's like super. It's like it's in Montana, so I know like there's a new show called like. 1883 and it's like yellowstone prequel yeah, yeah. and yeah, my a, cousin's actually in one of those episodes oh really which one keith keith yeah he because oh, he lives man. in montana so he was an extra he was an extra in a few episodes apparently so man. i haven't watched him but like he told us he's like yeah dude like i'm a, I'm, I'm a fucking big shot now dude i can't come to the pockets dude anymore. I, I get malaria dude <laughs> <laughs> i play malaria ec- extra part two or something <laughs> i was like oh dude yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess he's an extra. And shout out to my cousin. Fucking Merry Christmas. Uh, you unvaccinated slut. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he, I guess he's an extra in Yellowstone, which is if you're it's pretty cool. If you're if you're white in America, you love Yellowstone. I haven't dipped my I toe in there yet. I haven't seen it, but I hear it's good. But then it's like, I don't know. It might be. It might be like some bullshit. Yeah, I so, heard. I heard. Uh, What's that one show with like the nerds in it? Oh, Big Bang Theory. I love, people like Big Bang Theory. It doesn't mean it's good. So. Yeah. Might not be our cup of tea, but who knows? Maybe 2022, we might be like fucking jack off about like, <laughs> Did you see fucking 1884? He, oh, you know what's another great show you have to watch? Um, Is it What We Do in the Shadows? Oh, my God. Dude, dude. I've been meaning to watch this. It's about oh the vampires, right? Yeah. So sp- his the main character's favorite TV show in that is Big Bang Theory. <laughs> and so like. Oh, is that it? Oh. No, no, no. I got um, Dark Shadows, which is oh. based off of, but yeah, that's one of my so, Christmas uh, presents. Oh, my God, dude. So watch that. If you like The Office, this is, oh, my God, dude. It's on Prime, it, right? It's, uh, I thought it was on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got both, so. So, um, dude, that show, yeah, that is a great show. I think it just wrapped up its, like, fourth season, uh, but, dude, it, it's so good. It's, it's binge-worthy. Like, you could... We watched like one or two episodes a night and then got through it all. But, dude, it's so good. It's It it starts off a little bit. Like, I, I think every time you start a show like that, you have to get to know the characters. Mm. So give it like two or three episodes and then like judge it because okay. you have to get to know the characters first. I've been meaning to watch it because I've seen clips of it and whatever. And it's got like that really funny like, uh, fuck, I forget his name. Uh, but it's all like that uh, universal, like with that white Kiki, the guy that does uh, the Thor yeah, movies yeah. now. Like it's like his universe kind of thing, his actors and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So like I've been meaning to watch that because it looks funny as shit. But yeah. oh, dude, it's it's great. I give it an A plus on that one. It's not as good as it's so sunny, but it's it's right there with those guys. I'm sold. I'm sold. That's why that's why we friends, buddy. <laughs> um. Anyways, you want to jump into music? Yeah, let's jump into music. All right. So um, as per usual, every year, Art said it. We don't want to just make an echo chamber of like, here's our favorite music or whatever. And then like, or even with me, like I hate like force feeding, like here's, I guess my top five uh, albums of the year. Cause honestly, like I couldn't give you top five albums cause music, newer music just doesn't do it for me. And I was telling Art before we started recording, if I had to pick my favorite album of the year, it would probably be Gojira's Fortitude. 
And even then, like I have like a lukewarm feeling towards it where it's like, I didn't even know the name of the album. I didn't even remember the name of the I album. Kept, I kept calling it Amazonian, yeah, which just, is a song on the album, but I, and I, I like the album. Same here. But, but I, at the same time, I agree with you. It's not like an album that I'm like that crazy for. Yeah. I'm not going to buy the fucking 45 gram vinyl on it, you know, or yeah. anything like that. But if I had to say my album of the year would be that, uh, but to kind of lead into what we were talking about earlier, um, I feel like 2021 was like the year for K-pop. You know, we oh, talked absolutely. about Korean I mean, it's, cinema. It's been coming for years, man. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't say that. I think this is the first year that K-pop has like broken into like the mainstream, mm-hmm. where um, like you can turn on your your local radio station, your Rhythm of the Valley, your KKXX, yeah. and like you're getting K-pop. You're hearing BTS. Like their BTS is selling you Snickerdoodles and shit, or yeah. Snickers or Kit Kats or whatever. Fucking um, one of my favorite songs of the year is a song "Money" by this K-pop artist Lisa uh, from a girl K-pop group called Blackpink. And it's just, it's good. Like, is it talking about anything political like Tom Morello's, you know, Rage Against the Machine? No. But it's just, like, good, like, fucking music to fucking just ride in your whip with and shit. I I think K-pop would have probably broke out in 2020 if it wasn't for COVID. Because mm-hmm. 2020 or 2019, it was already there. It was already massive. It was already selling stadiums here. But it was kind of like that new metal thing where, like, there hadn't been a... Like, nobody was going to carry the torch until, like, Fred Dursch came out. And BTS was, like, the they're the Limp biscuit of that movement, right? Mm-hmm. So Or Linkin Park or whatever the big thing is or whatever. But, um, like, they're those people. Like, they're definitely up there. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of shit that came out that's massive that I just didn't, didn't listen to because it's not really my cup of tea. But I did want to rattle out, um, rattle off some, uh, um apparently olivia rodrigo <laughs> yeah i saw that is, that was like on everybody's top yeah list. And i was like i haven't heard that but i'll check it out because i i just i literally just wrote it down because i was like i have no idea who this person is and that's how old i feel right now yeah. i was like olivia rodrigo sour i guess like let's check that out yeah. we gotta do one episode where we just listen to a song and be like okay so that song was all right kind of thing like <laughs> i feel really old she made me feel really old because well, i have she's no only idea 18 and oh i even i feel even older now yeah you pedophile but yeah. um <laughs> it's not like i was checking her out i no, just no, saw no, that no. she was on the list no yeah but it was like on the top list of like every like rolling stones top 10 yeah. or whatever it like topped everybody's list and when i went and listened to like some of the songs that were on that album I'm like oh yeah like when you turn on the radio or like when you just jump into you know like my girlfriend's car or i go to the gym or i go to the grocery store like her music is literally everywhere i didn't realize like it was all the same artists and there's a couple artists like that that we'll get into but yeah like for an 18 year old like she's she's fucking kind of like you said like she's like the fucking fred durst of this fucking generation where like her her fucking music and her uh, face is everywhere it's like oh yeah i've seen this girl on tv i didn't know her name yeah and maybe that's the dad in me coming out but it's just like oh yeah like yeah i guess she does deserve to be on the top of all these lists yeah i i didn't know her i mean i'm just gonna name off some like big album big art like these are people that i mm-hmm. there's not really my cup of tea but Billie Eilish put out Happier Than Ever. Mm-hmm. Not really my cup of tea, and I didn't really listen to that, to be quite honest with you. It's just not really something that jives well with my with my Corazoncito. <laughs> it just it just doesn't. I'm not going to try to force it. So, uh, And then Taylor Swift, probably like the biggest American mm-hmm. pop artist out there, or like musical artist, uh, put out Red, the re-release of her old album, which 
I just want to give a shout out. I have a red, I have a Taylor Swift red blanket from the original it. release, and I just want to say like shout out. As soon as she re-released it, I was like, "That's album of the year, <laughs> album of the year, guys." Um, so um, and it, I'll be honest with you, like Taylor Swift for being as big as she is, like her music is like fairly decent, and I'm it actually kind of gives me a little bit of hope. That's like, well, Taylor Swift's like the biggest artist, and she like doesn't put out some garbage ass like like DJ Khaled bullshit. Yeah, like. You know, like if DJ Khaled was like the biggest thing out there, then I'd be like, "Oh man, we're doomed, dude. Yeah. Trump's coming back for sure." <laughs> but, but like, you know, Taylor Swift still puts out like halfway decent. Like, there's there's like an artistic quality to this. Mm. But as far as albums that I liked and albums that I really really enjoyed this out this year, I right off the bat, I think there was even though it was released technically at the end of 2020. Uh, I think the Nothing album, the the Great Dismal, that to me was like I'll allow that, yeah. Great greatest album I've heard in a long time. If we re redid re- re- the uh the top 20 favorite albums of all time episode again, that would be up there. That would that's oh, wow. that's up there and it's like I was I was actually thinking about it. I was like how far up the list would it go and it would be like, "Oh, it's probably pushing like MF Doom a spot back." And it's like not crossing the chronic yet, but it's like right there with those guys. And it's like, damn, that's wow. a good spot to be like, um, it, it's so good. Like I honestly, the minute I heard it, I was like this, this song, the, like the, the, the first, um, the first release off of it. I was like, dude, this sounds like nothing I've heard in like years. It sounds sharper and brighter than like, just like that fucking, like it just gave me a fucking like rush of energy when I, when I first heard like, the first couple of tracks off of it. Um, and they released a song called Bernie Sanders, which I was like, dude, this song is like fucking the shit. They had to explain. The song is actually not about Bernie Sanders. We're just going to come up with the name. So he called it Bernie Sanders. Um, but like, dude, incredible album. Like just to, I just felt like I got the chills throughout that album. Uh, I think turnstile is probably, you know, in the rock world and in, in the heavy metal world, turnstile is probably going to be that band. That's, leading the way for for the next couple of years and and deservedly so they're they're doing something that i haven't heard someone do since i was a kid like i could see them being like as big as a lincoln park i like turnstiles a lot um i don't know i just think turnstiles is super super interesting and i'm i'm glad that they're there uh tyler the creator put out an album this year which See, I saw that too. Like the other album that was topping charts, uh, if it wasn't Olivia Rodrigo, was Tyler the Creators. I went back and listened to it, and I guess I'm just not a fan. Like I just didn't see what the hype was. But I'm sure you'll probably eloquently explain I, it. I, I like. It. I mean, Tyler the Creator is definitely a dude like an MF Doom, where it's like if you're not following his characters, like each album is kind of its own little character. Like this is him wearing a wig every time, kind of thing. Like it's not it's not Tyler the Creator from his original release. Like it's 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 different, and I I kind of like the fact that he does that. I think he's super clever, um, but it's not one of like my favorite out. Al- it's none of these are as close as to the Nothing album. The Great Dismal was like, pfft, mm. like Poppy put out an album. I love Poppy's last album. Like last year, I think, or like two years ago, when Poppy put out, um, I disagree. I think I disagree was like incredible. Like everybody needs to listen to I disagree. Uh, her new album is good, but the same thing with like Gojira and like Mastodon, where it's like these are just good. Yeah, these are in the good level. But I think the only two albums that I'm just like, dude, you, you guys to do is like nothing in Turnstile. Like those are the only two albums like in the rock world where I was like, 
how are these two not nominated for a Grammy? Like, and, I know we were talking beforehand, like when we were talking about, you know, how we wanted to structure this episode where you brought up the Grammys. I didn't even pay attention to the nominations, but I'll let you go ahead and jump into it. Where so I didn't really pay attention to the to the. It's not like I look out for like who's going to win the Grammy. Like it's not that I care. It doesn't matter. But but um as as uh as nothing was promoting this album, they did post something saying like, "Hey guys, we've been like nominated to be in the discussion for being nominated." So I guess there's like a pecking order. Like you have to clear all these hurdles before mm-hmm. you're actually nominated. Get voted in, yeah, by your peers. Yeah. So I guess they were like in that wave right before they get like the top four that can be nominated. And so um. They released a video, and it was actually the the Halloween show that I went to go see them at. Like they released like this video saying like, like we've been nominated, and like we're super excited, and like you know it was like, like punk rock like is like at the Grammys basically. Like they was like like you go see a nothing show. There's no gate there. Like you're jumping on stage if you want to kind of thing. <laughs> you know like, and it was cool that it was like a band like that was one step away from being like next to like a Taylor Swift kind of thing. Yeah, and so um. The fact that they didn't make it didn't really like offend me or anything like I wasn't like butthurt or anything like that because Daftones, my favorite band ever, was nominated, so I'm happy for them. But it wasn't until I saw ACDC on there <laughs> and like some other band like called like Pink Panther or something. I was like, I've never even heard of this act. Like, and apparently like a lot of people haven't either. But it's just like, and not that they're bad. Like I haven't heard their music, but like ACDC definitely does not deserve to be in this. And I'm a fan discussion. of ACDC, but you you hit the nail on the head where it's just like they're not putting out um, Highway to Hell anymore. They're not putting out uh, Back in Black anymore. Like their time has come and gone. And yeah, they're still releasing music. And I think it's just, I mean, that's cool. I admire that. You know, every you know the Rolling Stones still put out music. Fucking, they're like in their 80s and shit. That's cool. But I feel like that steps on the toes of people who are actually putting out substantial music. Let's face it, ACDC is just like fucking just putting out music that you already heard them put out in the 70s and the 80s at this point. Like, it, I mean, I haven't heard nothing, but I would, and I'm a fan of ACDC, and it's fucking disheartening to hear that like, oh, wow, like this is an album potentially that's like right up there with The Chronic that's getting overlooked because... You know, we got we got to put a familiar face in there, you know, to sell like this Grammy award, and like that kind of takes away from the prestige of the reward award, if you will. Kind of reminds me of like when Metallica lost Best Metal Album to fucking Jethro Tull, like one of the least metal acts of all time. Yeah, and it's just like, wow, you guys, how do you guys manage to miss the mark every time, like with this fucking category? So and yeah, I mean Kendrick Lamar lost to um, that dude that did that thrift store song. Can't remember his name. I forgot his name. Okay, yeah. Like, you remember that song? Where it was like, I'm gonna go to the thrift store. Anyways, obviously, it's fucking that throwaway I, not for us yeah. not to even remember. So that, it. that's Good Kid, Mad City. Like I, I think Good Kid, Mad City. That's is one of the classic. best hip hop albums of the last twenty years. Like hands down, I don't even have to think about that. But let me give you the best rock performances, and this is the one that like really rubbed me the wrong way. It's like ACDC, Shot in the Dark. I was like, I don't even know that song. Black Pumas. Um, you you know better. Uh, I've never heard of those guys, and that might be on me that I don't know mm-hmm. those guys. Well, I don't know either, so I mean that's on both of us. Yeah, it's like Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell, are you fucking He's kidding me? He's been dead me? for two years. And it's like, oh my god, I know this isn't Chris Cornell's best work, but whatever. Uh, Deftones, Ohms, and Foo Fighters, and it's like, dude, come on, man. Like I'll be honest with you, 
this is like the most like one-sided thing where it's like I want Deftones to win so bad because all these other dudes are not like if Gojira was on this list or something else I'd probably be like ah whatever yeah. I don't mind if you guys don't lose to them but the rest of this list is just like old or garbage or just like disposable shout out to Black Pumas I have no idea who you guys are yeah we might stand corrected on that one they but might be my favorite band ever yeah like, I don't even know yeah but, but it's it is disheartening and makes you like not even want to watch it because it takes away the prestige of what the Grammys is supposed to be doing is like, you know, awarding like the best music out there. Yeah. So. It, l- let me just read one more to you. Best metal performance. So it's Deftones again for Genesis. Dream Theater, mm-hmm. which I've never been a Dream Theater fan, sadly. I'm sorry, Dream Theater fans. Just not, not a, oh, and this is probably why I thought Gojira's album was called Amazonian because they're nominated for Amazonian, the song Amazonian, which mm-hmm. is a great song. I, I do like that song a lot. Mastodon is also nominated, and Rob Zombie is nominated. I didn't even know Rob Zombie had an album out. Like, I he I knew he had an album out, and that wasn't a very good album. And I'm a Rob Zombie fan, so (laughs) yeah, that's why I don't walk pay attention to the Grammys, dude. And and just really quickly, so this is best rock album of the year. All right, this this is gonna this is borderline comical. So ACDC again for Power Up, Black Pumas. I got I got to check out this band cuz I have no idea and they've been nominated like 3 times already. Chris Cornell again. It's like Jesus Christ. It's like when Tupac releases like a posthumous album or whatever. It's like, yeah, you know this was like throwaway songs, right? Yeah, it's just like he just goofed around. He's like, "Shout out to my baby." It's like, yeah. oh, "Dude, that's genius." Yeah. Um uh, Grammy Foo- nominated. Foo Fighters again. Foo Fighters I feel like are probably like the most It's dad rock. Yeah, it is total dad rock. And then Paul McCartney what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Paul McCartney has been nominated. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, America. I'm sorry for the realness. Sorry to be all Kanye West on you guys, but I'm sorry for the realness, guys. Th- these albums should not have been nominated. The fact that that nothing, and I'm totally biased on this because I think that nothing album was like amazing, like incredible, and should at least be nominated like ahead of Paul McCartney. I know that he's a big name and he's headlining every like whatever, you yeah. know, on any given night he's going to sell more tickets than, than nothing ever will. But come on, there's no way that Paul McCartney's putting out his best work at age like 93. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it too. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, that, that's why I don't pay attention to the Grammys and it's just like what, it, to me it's like whatever. It doesn't mean anything because uh metallica lost in you know 1990 to fucking jethro told does that mean that jethro told's a superior fucking yeah. band or artist I'm like no i gotta look up that guy that beat out kendrick but um yeah so with that said though i mean i feel like my whole thing is like when you turn on the radio what do you hear and i feel like this is like the year of bad bunny like, like apparently he's like the most streamed artist um in the world um with his music obviously there was that whole like drake versus kanye west thing with their albums both dropping like within the same time frame personally i thought both of those albums were kind of garbage i spent like a whole like two hours three hours like listening to both back back to back and i was like drake and kanye oh yeah they're both pretty boring and i was like oh my god like i could fucking fall asleep to both of these albums not for me um again you might disagree with this i feel like one of the biggest names out there in hip-hop was lil nas x I couldn't go walk anywhere without seeing like fucking Montero or fucking some little Nas X fucking song popping up. Uh, Dua Lipa. Uh, I know I've mentioned her a few times on this podcast. Every time I turn on the radio, every time I walk into a clothing shop, like her fucking music is bumping. 
another one that's like that is Doja Cat. Like, you cannot turn on a fucking radio station. Every time I go get my haircut, you know, the barbers always have, like, you know, some, you know, uh, music videos on shuffle. She must have, like, 85 fucking music videos, like, in the span of, like, two years. Like, she's already put together a catalog that rivals Madonna. Like, it's already, it's, like, it's, like, her shit's just everywhere. And then I guess, like, the big, big, you know, massive, like, meteor that I guess that hit everybody was Adele. She put out a new album, 30. And I guess, like, her whole thing is she only releases music, like, whenever she's, like, heartbroken. Like, that's not even, like, me, like, making a fucking joke out of it. Like, that's, like, her words. And I guess, like, she got a divorce and lost a bunch of weight and then put out, like, this, like, very, like, you know, touching. So, wait, are these al- these your favorite albums of the year? I mean, I don't care either way. But, uh-huh. like, they're stuff that's worth talking about because oh, they're yeah, out yeah. there in the universe kind of thing. Like, it'd be like us, like, in the 80s. Like, Michael Jackson just released fucking yeah. Thriller. And we're over here talking about fucking, you know, TikTok Magoo or whatever. Like yeah. That. It's just like, I just feel like we just got to shout out because those artists Oh, yeah. Did and that's why big. I wanted to talk about, like, Taylor Swift and Billie Eilish and all this. Mm-hmm. I I don't put much weight into like Montero or anything like that. I don't think we're gonna be. I could be wrong, but I just I I don't think I don't I don't buy into that dude. Um, <laughs> and like Adele's been around for years, so yeah, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, music is is such a like personal thing. I think it's like. I mean, I'm not the person to talk about it because, like, I don't listen to whatever's on the radio. For mm. all I know, Paul McCartney's, like, killing it on the radio right now. <laughs> on same, Sirius XM. <laughs> same thing with Bad Bunny. Like, I have no idea about Bad Bunny. I don't even know what his music sounds like. Yeah. Um, but I know um, Doja Cat. I've seen Doja Cat live. Mm. Uh, Doja Cat opened up for Deftones. Which is, you know, shout out to their music festival. They just bring out their they're like homies and artists that they actually listen to. And I think Doja Cat is like a, a worthwhile, interesting artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that she becomes more successful. Yeah. And, and outside of just, just whatever TikTok, cause I know TikTok will make you like TikTok famous mm-hmm. and like, will like chew out and spit you out. If you can't put out another 15 second clip for people to <laughs> dance to, but apparently uh-huh. though, I mean like every time I, every, like I said, anytime I go anywhere in the world, you know, in this yeah. new post almost post pandemic world or whatever. I feel like it's either I'm hearing Dua Lipa or Doja Cat. I have no idea who Dua Lipa is. And I, I feel really old right now, man. I, it's kind of like a Olivia Rodrigo. Like once I was aware of who she was and like, oh, this is the same girl singing these songs. It's the, literally, we live in a world where it's like the same three girls singing like every song or four, I guess if you had Billie Eilish, it's like the same four girls putting like all the music out. So it's kind of like yeah. the eighties where it's like either Madonna, Janet Jackson, Paula Abdul, or fucking yeah, and I think I think for me, I mean, it's not that I don't like pop music. Like I enjoy pop music every once in a while, but my bread and butter at the end of the day is what I grew up on, and it's like rock music. And mm-hmm. I like, I think I said this many times before. I like when rock music feels dangerous. Mm-hmm. I like it when hip hop feels dangerous. I don't like it to feel safe. I want, I want something that's gonna like be either be weird. Like I grew up on MF Doom, and that's probably why I like that. Tyler the Creator so weird and doing like all this like androgynous shit, but not in like a little Nas X way that feels safe. Like you can commercial and sell it to Stub Grub or whatever the fuck he's selling it to. <laughs> Grubhub. Grubhub. Like it all just feels like here's like a commercial safe version of Tyler the Creator kind of mm. thing. So I want it to feel weird and not safe. Like I don't want like white suburban parents to feel okay with this. <laughs> and so like um that's why I feel like okay, I, I enjoy this. <laughs> and so like um and that's always going to be me. Like, I think I'm always just going to look out for, like, 
the nothings and the turnstiles and like whatever like mm-hmm. hip hop dude is out there or like some random like Idols put out an album this year and like Idols is like I always think Idols is a really interesting band that's like <laughs> like there's something weird about being British that I can't relate to <laughs> and like Idols always brings that thing where it's like that dude's voice sounds super British where I'm just like dude that's and he sounds like he's about to get in a fight in a pub and stab yeah. me in the neck and like I always feel like he's Everything he says is like, dude, this guy's gonna like beat me up. And they <laughs> so, colonize me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, this guy's this guy's gonna fucking rape our women, dude. <laughs> Speaking of raping our women, uh, let's jump into like I guess like world news and and whatnot. Uh, obviously, this year starts off. I think guess like Jordan and I kind of covered this like on the um, Christmas Day bombing last week, where it's just like it kind of got forgotten because as soon as like January hit, like la- of this year. Uh, fucking the insurrection happened and kind of like just oh, like yeah. steamrolled like anything that else was going on. Like forget like Russia invading fucking, uh, fucking uh, what is it? I forgot what it was a fucking. <laughs> but yeah, that's how big like the insurrection was. But I to me like when I think of 2021, like the crown jewel of like news stories is the fucking storming of the Capitol. Yeah, I mean that did happen like. This time last year, right? Mm-hmm. It was like right, right around the election or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I still think we're feeling the repercussions of that. There's still a lot of people that don't think Trump lost the election, mm-hmm. and that moment has affected like you know all of Biden's presidential you know time in office so far, mm-hmm. and like it's pretty sad. I mean, I I have and not to be all like super pro Biden or anything like that. Cause I'm not, I'm not pro ev- everything he does, but I do think that one, whenever you have like people just questioning, I hate to say questioning reality, but like it has kind of tarnished our like democracy and like everything that like men and women have like fought and died for mm-hmm. and not to get all political and serious about it. But, but there is like, hundreds and hundreds of years of American history where we have fought to have these people in power. And just because you don't like who won it doesn't mean like you can destroy it. Like at that point you're basically a terrorist. Yeah. No, and, I agree. And, and so even though I don't, I didn't like who won it last time. And like, I don't like the way that these people are oftentimes puppeted by larger corporations, you know, and absolutely. I don't like those things. Like this is still the system we have chosen to fight and protect. You know, you know that's that's what the American flag stands for. You know, that's why we don't fight fly a Confederate flag. Exactly. Um, because we fought for these colors, for these stripes, for these beliefs, for the Constitution, and the things that these things believe that are are meant. To, so whether you like it or not, like this is what it is. And the fact that people are like out there like bullshitting and all this like stop the steal and all this bullshit like that is one of the most dangerous things you know like that seed was planted on that day by donald trump by encouraging people to go and like commit a terrorist action basically um i worry about the next four years i worry about the next election because the next election is going to be insane if trump runs again like if trump runs again and loses I will be taking my vacation in a different country. <laughs> like it, it's it's terrifying. I I yeah. am like legitimately scared. Um, and the fact that you know, I was I wanted to bring up the let's go Brandon thing in like a com- comedic way, but I'll bring it up in a serious way. Like little things like that, kind of, you know, 
make the the role of the president of the United States, whether you like him or not, that's the president of the United States. Like, I didn't like Trump. I, I didn't like that, but I wasn't flying a, like, fuck Trump flag and, like, all this shit and, like, mm-hmm. posting it on everything. Like, I, I do think that there is a little thing, little little um instability that is created whenever you, you're making a joke out of your own, like, and it's not even the president in, in himself. It's not even that you're against Biden. It's that you're against like the institution now. Like, and in that there is a big difference there. Like, I think most people that are against Trump were against Trump and the things that Trump was doing. Mm-hmm. This is I am against. I don't. You could have put fucking Bernie Sanders in there, and the same result would happen. No, you're absolutely right because that's who a lot of people thought was going to be in there, and that's the yeah. reason why Biden won is because the Democratic National Committee, they recognize like, dude, Bernie is pretty far out there left. We'll probably lose just because there's a lot of moderates that won't vote for Bernie and will probably meander over to like a third party candidate, which will make us lose this and will be another four years of Trump. So that's why like, we got to get someone who's like wishy-washy like Biden. Like nobody's going to be happy about it, but we're going to be a lot happier than if Trump was in office. And I think that's why he won the nomination over Bernie and no, you're absolutely right. Like I, you, you spoke, you spoke to the Corazon Cito right there, mm-hmm. where it's just like, yeah, we started this podcast on the pre- the first fucking episode was a fuck Trump episode, basically, yeah. pinche Trump, and we were talking about just like how disappointed we are with the direction, not only of politically we're the country, but like the mindset of the whole country, like the whole like uh, that thing in Vir- uh, Virginia that happened. Um, uh, uh, where that the girl got ran over during like those protests. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah. Charleston, Virginia. Yeah, Char- yeah, Charlottesville or whatnot, the Tiki Torch thing, like the resurgence of like racism and anti-Semitism and like all these like radical, horrible, evil ideas becoming normalized and, you know, kind of thing like where it's like, okay, Bush sucked as a president and I didn't jive with him at all, but I didn't think he was necessarily a bad person. He was ruled by daddy's friends and, you know, corporate interest, why the fuck we went to, you know, war with countries that didn't start 9-11, like, that's a whole other debate. But at the core of him, I didn't think he was a bad person, you know? And, I mean, I mean, people could probably debate that, but at my heart of hearts, I don't think that he was a bad person. I don't think George W. H.W. was a bad person. I didn't think fucking Ronald Reagan was a necessarily a bad person. I do, I do think Ronald Reagan was a bad person. Nixon, yeah, definitely was a bad <laughs> guy. Uh, Lyndon, who was a Democrat, I did think Lyndon B. Johnson was a bad person. But I think Ed, my whole point is like Donald Trump was a bad person and bad people idolized that. And then somehow, some way, fucking good people got brainwashed into thinking that his ideas were were good and godly. And like, that's why I was anti-Trump. And say what you will about Biden, he's fucking senile, sleepy Joe and all this stuff or whatever. At the end of the day, I do think he... Michael Moore said it best. Like at the end of the day, we might not agree with any of his policies and most of his policies, but at the end of the day, you can trust that he's going to try to do the better moral thing than a guy like Donald Trump. And you, you hit the nail on the head, like where the fruits of it, where Donald Trump lost, he couldn't take it, you know, at all. And he didn't even, you know, do the whole presidential thing. Like, well, you saw Obama did it. He was very against, like, fucking Trump coming into the office. But, you know, he shook his hand. He stayed around for the inauguration. He wrote him a nice letter saying, like, hey, I, I wish you the best. Very gentlemanly, you know, whether he meant it or not, whatever. You know, who knows? But, like, he, he was very presidential. He he kept intact the integrity of that office. 
and then Trump, <laughs> the date that Congress, you know, votes on, you know, making it official, even the vice president Pence was like, no, I'm not going to not vote, you know, certify these votes or whatever. I'm going to do what you said. Men and women have died for thousands or for hundreds of years to keep intact the integrity of the process. And you saw all those insurrectionists saying, hang Pence and all this shit. And then, you know, texts are coming out that, you know, Trump was calling, you know, Pence a pussy for not voting against, you know, uh, the certification of the votes and that stuff. And it's like, dude, that's 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 very harmful for future elections. I I 100% agree. I am uh, I am pretty scared of what, and I mean this in like a serious, like the joking's over. Yeah. <laughs> like you got your fart jokes earlier or whatever, the yeah. condom, whatever. But um, in all seriousness, I do think that that is something four years down the line. I don't know. And I think most people don't know what's going to happen. Like if, if Biden loses or if Biden wins, like, either way, mm-hmm. it feels like here comes trouble again. Because if Biden wins, I do think that like the idea of like an actual civil war could break out, and and I and I mean like I really do believe that. Like I I think that things like the the Kyle Rittenhouse thing has have already like little started to set the ground like in the little pebbles that are being laid with um, people being divided by you know the the Republican Party is like parading this dude out like he's some kind of National MLK hero. motherfucker, you know like. Dude, this guy's a murderer. Like, you know, it's it's probably manslaughter at best, but he's still a murderer. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't parade him out just because it was manslaughter. Like, like he got away with manslaughter. Like, and like I feel bad for him in the sense that he's kind of you could tell like he's he's an eighteen year old kid. Mm-hmm. I can imagine myself at eighteen being par- being used as a puppet basically for a political agenda. Imagine how fucked up he's gonna be when he's thirty five. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he has a soul, you know, or whatever, like, whatever, wherever he lies on the political spectrum, I guarantee you everything that's happening to him right now and reliving probably that night where he did take two people's lives or how to act in self-defense or whatever, that's that's going to fuck him up dead president style when he's 35 years old. Probably, but I think that he's he's inspired a lot of those uh, Timothy McBain type of guys out there. I agree. And I think that's the scary part. That people don't see that, like you know, we've covered enough episodes here that that we know that that's out there. Like, if you don't believe that that's out there, and and you want to fly your like, let's go Brandon things because you think it's funny, and it's and it's that's another whole thing where it's like, dude, that bring to tie in the whole office thing that I talked about at the beginning of the episode. How like people didn't get that that was the joke was that it wasn't funny, <laughs> and, and like that those are the people that thought it was funny to just be like, yeah. that's what she said. <laughs> and it's like, dude, that the, the point is that it wasn't funny. And that's why they always pan, pan We're into laughing a, at him. Not yeah. Yeah. Him. And like, those are the people that didn't get that joke. And that are like, dude, let's go Brandon. <laughs> and it's like, this is doing so much harm to, to the, to the American public, to the American, like media is dead. Like media is so dead, whether you're Fox news guy or whatever, like people don't trust the media anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't trust politicians anymore. People don't trust the internet anymore. Which you know, whatever, however you may feel about these things, um, it, it's it's in a weird, like weird place right now. Like just society is just in a weird place. We kind of talked about like Aaron Rodgers coming out and doing this whole like I'll talk to my buddy Joe Rogan. He said I'm not like I'm good as long as I like you know do. <laughs> yeah. And it's like. 
dude, this is so sad. Like, it's so normal to hear a dude like Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers is a big name. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like it's some fringe dude. It's not like it's the Words Dale. Are Hard podcast. Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Dale from fucking uh, King of the Hill kind of yeah. thing. Like, that laughable character, that conspiracy dude or whatever. And that was like the George the jordan that was the the genius of last week's episode with jordan where we covered you know the christmas day bomber like he was so invested in like all these like bullshit conspiracies where it consumed him enough to take his own life kind of thing where he literally thought aliens were coming down to infiltrate like the world uh he was on a search to find reptilians like it was just this wild fucking rabbit hole and like it was I told Jordan, I was like, dude, I'm so glad you pitched this topic because it's all the things Art and I have been covering and like the dangers of like legitimately believing these things. I feel like I miss a time like when conspiracies were fun. I said that to Jordan because they were fun. It's a lot like pro wrestling. Like it's fun to watch the Undertaker come out and manipulate the lights and raise himself from the dead. But the danger is, is like when you start thinking that that's real and you accidentally kill your best friend or a toddler because you're doing the tombstone pile driver to them. It's just like, no, no, no. There's an actual reality to this that you need to respect. And you're only suspending your, your, um, you know, your belief in, you know, reality for a minute because it's entertainment. To me, that's how I always looked at conspiracies. It was just like, it's quasi entertainment, quasi like, well, yeah, we should fucking question this. But then like, it's like I always land back onto like always look at conflicting evidence to see like what may might may or may not be the truth here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where we're at where it's just like, we got a bunch of motherfuckers in this, this country and in this world, you know, it's not just America because America inspires the rest of the world. What happens here eventually like trickles down. This is the only time trickle down <laughs> works here yeah, is yeah. It, our, our culture trickles down to the rest of the world where you know they start ended up being like us and it's frustrating we got a bunch of motherfuckers that believe that the undertaker is a real person where it's just like no he's just a really tall dude from texas like that's all he's not a fucking walking zombie i think people always have a hard time removing like the i from the equation like the yourself from the equation Mm -hmm. in the sense that like you know if we're talking about fluoride in the water if you remove yourself from the equation you still kind of get the same like Here's why the government will want to do this type of thing, you know. But it, something like a QAnon, if you remove yourself from the equation, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like mm-hmm. this whole thing is because like QAnon wants you to help us like do this thing, and you're a soldier for the truth, kind of. And it's like that makes no sense. Like this makes no sense at all. And like I, I think that there's just you know you know people will, will always have like um these like. El- dreams of grandeur where they're going to be the ones to like to like save the world all these people that are like in middle america and bakersfield like bakersfield full of all these dumb motherfuckers mm-hmm. um it, it's it's scary man it it is terrifying that so many people will buy into like the whole QAnon bullshit flying confederate flags like they're ready to like fight the united states and it's like dude these are like terrorist acts man like there's no way you could fly a fucking um you know, ISIS flag or something like that and be like, mm. oh, that's just, this is kind of like a memorial for like all the terrorist things that ISIS did to America. And it's like, that's like the equivalent of you flying a Confederate flag. Like Exactly. These, it's like, this does not make any goddamn sense, especially in California. This is not the South, goddamn it. <laughs> this is not your ancestors, all right? Yeah. All right, Carlos or whatever, you know, it's always like some Mexican dude that's like. Yeah, we're looking at you, Robert Rosso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Robert Raza. Who's that? Uh, it's somebody I know. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's a Patreon episode. I was hoping Ross was going to be on this episode because I wanted to bring that up. Because, yeah. But. yeah. Shout out to Ross. You know, Ross said one of the most like, like touching things ever, man. He was like, he was like, dude, I really like your podcast. It's like, besides Cumtown, you guys are the best podcast I listen to. And I was like, dude, that means a lot. Hell yeah. We're up there with Cumtown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by what condom brand? Um, Sleep Creep Condoms. There you go, baby. We keep the condom on, baby, with the reservoir tipped and ribbed for her pleasure. Yeah, man. Uh, But, yeah, no, I agree. (laughs) And not to fucking keep pounding this on, um, you know, it's it's whatever. But Jeff Bezos goes to space with Richard Branson. So we got the billionaire space race. Uh, Simone Biles, uh, she basically skips the best gymnast of all time. Everyone can land on the fact that she's the best uh, gymnast of all time. Uh, kind of skips the Olympics, you know, due to her own mental health and whatnot. I thought that was a huge uh, uh, newsworthy story to talk about where, you know, like we've said it a million times, like it's almost in vogue to have like some mental health issue or whatever to the point where it's almost parody. But then you have somebody like, you know, Simone Biles, which is who's willing to put her career basically, you know, at risk, you yeah. know, for her own mental sake. And I think that's a very important message that, we'll look back on, you know, generations from now and kind of admire, you know. Um, Brittany, you know, a little uh, update on a past episode we did kind of about this time last year where she, her conservatorship ends. Uh, y'all did it, motherfuckers. Y'all freed Brittany. Yeah. Now we get to watch the circus that is. <laughs> Dude, I don't understand. Not that I don't understand why people would want her free. Glad she's free. But I do think that, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, like, this is the whole like putting a mission accomplished banner right now. Shout out to, to George. Uh, George Bush doing that. This is all those free Britney motherfuckers with the mission accomplished thing. And it's like, do we have, did we ever see anything saying like that? She's like mentally stable. Like mm-hmm. she still seems very mentally unstable. Um, as Jacob recommended, follow her on Instagram. She posts like borderline nudes on there. Yeah. And it seems like she's just not all there. Like, mm-hmm. and like, if you really wanted the best for her, I'm not saying you would want to keep her in the conservatorship, conservatorship, ship, ship, yeah. uh, but I'm just saying like, it doesn't feel like mission accomplished. It feels like if something happens to her in the next like year or so, or like, the next couple of years, um, of, like she commits suicide or something like that. Like, I feel like a lot of that's going to be on these motherfuckers that were I, like beating the fucking drum to like, I agree to do this. Cause it, it's, there's, Great power comes with great responsibility, and these motherfuckers just fucking rolled the dice. And Yeah. It kind of reminds me of another big story of Afghanistan. Now, I know we were talking shit on, you know, Trump supporters, but Biden did kind of sloppily, you know, end that. Um, I was very, like, whoa, taken aback by how we exited Afghanistan. Um, it's kind of getting well, forgotten now. No, no. I, 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 So, just to dissect that, and again, I'm not a Biden guy, but um, that was... It was a quagmire. I will Th- admit that that yeah. was such a mess from the from the perspective of why did we do it like that? Why did we stage it like this? But but Trump had already laid the ground to like we're gonna get out during my administration. You're absolutely right. And kicked it back into like Biden's administration. And what what was the goal like, here? We were just gonna keep kicking it down the road until it turned into a bigger mess. Mm. Um, there could have been so much more that could have been done. Um, obviously the genesis of it is like us entering afghanistan back in like 2004 mm-hmm. when it was a completely different president um so i mean it's 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 not just a george bush thing it's not a barack obama thing it's not a donald trump thing and 
I'm not going to say it's all on Biden for like dropping the ball. This is just American politics trying to be the world police. That's the problem with it. And it, I think people need to understand, too, with Afghanistan, it's a place that even Genghis Khan couldn't even fucking control. So that's our arrogance, like, you know, thinking that we can go in and, like, you know, solve this quagmire, you know, with <laughs> with, with, with our technology and whatnot. We're just not going to be able to do it because for centuries, thousands of years, like, it's, it's always been a quagmire. And when you think... I had a friend who's actually, he's from Afghanistan. I go to the gym with him, and he was explaining this to me. He goes, the way Westerner, Westerners look at Afghanistan is not that way Afghanistan, Afghanis see Afghanistan. Uh, this whole construct of a country is not how they see themselves. It's a bunch of tribes uh, living under you know imaginary borders that they don't all get along. That this, this whole notion that... You know, there's this going to be one government that's going to go in and it's going to be peace, you know, peace and, you know, love and all this stuff. It's never going to happen because you have these like the Hatfields and McCoys, basically, if you will. Uh, Fucking Lakers versus Celtics, uh, Yankees versus uh, Red Sox kind of rivalries, like blood rivalries against each other. And this is never going to fucking fade unless there's a fucking genocide like or some some cataclysmic event that eradicates the whole place. So he goes, this is going to happen thousands of years from now like in america is not going to be able to solve it kind of thing and i was like dude that fucking sucks and it just sucks that like our name has to be attached to like that fucking legacy i mean the united states has a long history of fucking up i mean these terrorists who train these terrorists that like live in this region here mm-hmm. that was the fucking uh um you just mentioned him a little while ago ronald reagan's administration mm-hmm. going in there and training these people trying to train them and we did every time dude it's we we just try to be the world's police and make it worse mm-hmm. and create these monsters that down the line we'll have to live with until we have like another 911 everyone yeah it's just it's it's sad it's sad we'll have some more fake patriotism down the line with another 911 <laughs> yeah. or a pearl harbor or whatever it takes mm-hmm. and a bunch of americans will die and it's it's really you know our fault for electing these like you know corporate leaders yeah and then that's really what they are like did we go in there with the best intentions to try to free these people like a lot of it was a lot of the, the soldiers that were there were still there protecting oil fields and that's why with terrorist groups would go in there they would light the oil fields on fire mm-hmm. and like there was still chaos there but like we were there spending let's face it oil was the number one priority when ronald reagan went in there it was oil was the number one priority these like the Afghans are our friends because, like, oil's there and they're rich and, like... And you know what sucks is? I mean, and I hate to be fucking heartless with it, and your average citizen never saw the fruits of that because gas prices would always spike during that time period. I mean, and no, all the Let's Go Brandoners like to fucking blame, you know, the high gas prices on fucking uh, <laughs> Biden shutting down one pipe that yeah. was owned by Canada. Uh, but the reality is, is, like, it's these greedy corporations trying to make their profits back that they lost during covid and they have these stores of fucking oil that they have that they have and they could sell and bring gas prices down but nope they got to take care of their pockets first which is exactly the, the root of all evil when it comes to all these wars and all these quagmires that we get ourselves in we get ourselves into some pickles mm-hmm. and like you know you want to be all pro america i i to quote the great immoral technique i love the place i live but i hate the people in charge and like dude it, I hate it sometimes. Like I hate the fact that these people have so much control over our day-to-day lives and the mm-hmm. way that, you know, our children will live their lives down the line. And like, it, you know, 
Archie's a baby, your son's a baby right now. Uh, you know, once he enters like the high school age, for me that's when like nine eleven happened. So I always think of like nine eleven was like a turning point in like American society. But like, I can only imagine like the weird shit that's gonna experience that he'll experience in his like high school time period. That like will ri- like to me high school like really changed my life just because because of nine eleven. Like nine yeah. eleven was a big deal. I, I know I I bring it up in the new metal episode. I bring it up a lot, but like that was a big turning point in society. Like it went from like, you know, okay with the bullshit in life. And all of a sudden nine 11 happens. Everyone's super patriotic and everyone's like trying to live in, you know, what down the line to Donald Trump America that doesn't exist. The whole like make America great again. Like they just want to go back to listening to Britney Spears and like riding their big pickup trucks. Their uh, Hummer RB RBs that were popular or whatever. Um, <laughs> their Van Dutch hats. Yeah. Like they just want to go back to that America, but that's, that's, done like you know 9-11 happened you know we're like killing people like we are the bad guys sometimes and like mm-hmm. america's never want to never want to see that and i know they want to blame biden like biden is like oh dude biden where'd you get us into this mess and it's like dude this is we've been there for like 20 plus years now and like this is only gonna get worse we're just kicking it down the road like mm-hmm. i hate to like and i'm not saying biden did a great job i don't think he did a good job but this is this is all of us. This is like we got into this mess. People signed off on invading this country in the middle of the night. People like okay this. We created terrorism over there. Like this goes back to the Ronald Reagan era. Like come it really on, really does. Yeah, it, come on. Don't give me the whole like let's blame Biden for this shit. Mm-hmm. Like this is an American problem. Yep. Oh, I agree. Yeah. It still sucked to see though. No. Yeah. Yeah. I I hated it. Um. And then I guess uh, you have the whole Joe Rogan ivermectin thing that you kind of alluded to with like the um, the Aaron Rodgers you know situation where he lied about getting the vaccine and I thought that was another dangerous thing too. I'm a Joe Rogan fan. I'll put that out there, uh, but it was disappointing that people were missing the message on both sides because uh, the the joke with the ivermectin, not that it was a cattle. Uh, medication because it is made it was made for humans or whatever. But all these anti-vaxxers, the joke is is like. Everybody that's against the anti that's against the vaccine doesn't realize that ivermectin is a newer technology, a newer medicine than the actual COVID vaccine. COVID, the technology around the COVID vaccine has been around for forty years. So if you wanted to make some fun of something for that, is that <laughs> they're actually they're taking something that's a newer you know vaccine or newer medication than the actual vaccine. And yes, there's the whole fucking you know cattle thing and whatnot. Uh, but Joe Rogan was taking the fucking the human version, but like it's a, it sets up a like you were talking about with America, like how fucking weirdly divided we are. Like they they will reject one poison just to take another, and yeah, it's just absolutely. like and that's like the one thing that I'm disappointed with Joe Rogan about. Like, and he's got like now this new vendetta against like CNN, where like he like took like the like weakest dickest like fucking uh, Sanjay Gupta on his episode and fucking like debated the shit out of him and just fucking interrupted him the whole time and fucked him up the whole time. And I was just like, dude, like you just bully the poor doctor or whatever. And it's just like, you're just fooling like all these like right wing bros. And it's like so disappointing to see as a fan of Rogan. I know you're not a fan, but like, I was like, man, like that sucks. Like all that is doing is like further dividing America. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to know your platform, man. Like, and he doesn't, he acts like he doesn't know his platform. He acts like he doesn't know that people take his word. Like, I made fun of the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, but that's real America, like, believing into that. And the problem 
whatever you want to fucking take, dude. If you want to take heroin for your cold, do it. My problem with it is that people think that this is this is helping towards like solving the the pandemic when it's really not. The point of the vaccine isn't for you to to be cured of of the like you could still get COVID from it. Correct. Yeah. The point of it is to not spread it and to spread it slower and for it to decrease its like mutate mutations down the line. And that as much as what was it the horse dewormer that he was taking with the human <laughs> version of it like, ivermectin yeah. yeah so like you could take that shit all day if it's gonna like and all this it's just a ther- it's like taking ibuprofen once you get uh covid it's 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 all this doing it's just it's 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 masking the effects kind of thing yeah but it's like you can take that shit all day and great like you could tell people like oh working out and yoga and all this shit you create better immune system like that's great that's fantastic that 20 year olds are not gonna get this thanks to joe rogan because they're in great shape and all this shit and 30 year olds 20 30 year olds are fine but the older ones, the ones that are in bad shape, any like heart condition, any diabetes, anything like that. Stanley from the office, basically. Yeah, these are people that we still need to care about. This, I'm sorry. This is, again, America caring about American problems and just kicking it down the line. Mm-hmm. Like, that's basically what Joe Rogan's doing. It's just very narrow-sighted. This is Joe Rogan, once again, you got to remove the I from the equation. Yep, that's And the once part. you remove the I from the equation, it's like, okay, so this is just about you? Like, this is just about you not getting sick? Or is this about stopping a pandemic? Because mm-hmm. if it's just about you getting sick, sure, take the dewormer, like, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's, it's fucking sad, man. Like, I, I hear the, like, Aaron Rodgers bringing up some bullshit. Dude, you're an NFL quarterback, and you're talking about how, like, like, oh, I was allergic to this one, one like, and I didn't want to get, it's like, dude, first of all, like, you never show any symptoms, like, it, it, like I, I just, I, I hate his, like, he talked about how, like, you know, obviously the, um, was it the J&J vaccine, the single shot one was taken off the market, and he's like, I didn't want to take that one because it was taken off the market, and it was like, dude, and it was later on brought back onto the market, mm-hmm. even though it's not, like, the popular one, it's, like, it's super rare, it was only happening to, like, women that had like already like developed blood conditions mm-hmm. and it was just like he i hate that shit like people just making excuses to not take it and don't get me wrong i think i've been on the record saying like i don't trust the vaccine i think it was done too fast but at the same time i'm trusting science i'm these are people that are smarter than myself i don't go to like you know i, I deal with this bullshit all the time where someone will come and ask for like an expert opinion on what's wrong with their vehicle and I tell them and then they're like, uh, no, I don't want to spend that. And it's like, dude, that, that is insulting to like, to me. And I always tell my coworkers that are all like super conservative about the vaccine. And I'm like, dude, that's like going, someone telling you like, no, you don't need this. Like you don't need an oil change. Just keep driving that shit. <laughs> Just drive it <laughs> until the engine blows up. Like, like it's, it's ridiculous. Like you don't do that. Like you don't do that to a doctor. You didn't go to fucking, like you didn't go to doctor school. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it's it's ridiculous to me. Like it, it it's like Joe Rogan. I know he does this whole thing where he talks and talks and talks and then goes, but I'm an idiot. Don't listen to me. And it's like no one listens to that last. Yeah. Part. And it's yeah. like the problem is like that's not funny. Like th- that is like you're already like you're just as responsible for misinformation as a CNN or a Fox News or any of that bullshit. And I hate to admit it. Because, I, again, I've been a fan since fucking Fear Factor. I've been a fan since he became uh, color commentary for the UFC. I've been a fan since he was talking about finding Bigfoot on the sci-fi channel. All mm. the, these these cool things that are pretty much the fucking groundwork for this podcast. 
I've been a fan, but like I'm not a fan of this because again, you're right. It, it further divides the country, and you're just you're just as much of a CNN or a Fox News now when you do that type of stuff because. Now I've looked at his Spotify, and is he bringing in conflicting, what I always say, conflicting uh, pieces of evidence? Wink, yeah, he'll bring Sanjay Gupta in just so he can bully him. But then it's a bunch of people like that's just you know, going to ride that train. There, Oh, the vaccines kill more people than COVID do. It's better just to have a COVID party and get over COVID and whatnot, and then uh, like, and just spread you know, shit like that. And it's just like, I can't get on board with that, bro. Like, cause I have a mom that's immune compromised. Uh, I have a, a, a one and a half year old son who cannot receive any form of vaccine. So therefore he's super vulnerable until he like what, seven or eight years old. You know, I worry about that. Chances are, yeah, he might get it and be okay. But there's the, the things that people always land on is like children who get the vaccine have heart swelling. Like, well, no, there's actually scientifically proven that people who get COVID have more heart swelling than people that get the vaccine. And that's just fucking facts. Like, that's not alternative facts, not just convenient facts or anything. That's just facts. I don't want him being susceptible to that. Yeah. I want that motherfucker to be, you know, I want to go to baseball games. I want to go to, like, if he's into fucking ice skating, I want him to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. And there's real examples. There's a wrestler, Keith Lee, who almost died, you know, from having a swollen heart from being an anti-vaxxer and getting COVID, you know, not because he took the vaccine and had had the shits one night or whatever. Like, fucking, yeah. to me, it's like all these motherfuckers that say that shit, just man up, get your fucking shot. If you have the chili willies for fucking two hours, like, then that, I, that's I, it. I, dude, it, that just bothers me so much. Like, and maybe this, no, I don't know. It is Aaron Rodgers to me, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing going going back to him um, does bother me so much because, you know, he was not only, you know, he, he, uh, he talked about Joe Rogan, he normalizes it. He has a huge fan base. He's like one of the faces of the NFL. Mm-hmm. He he's not just some common Joe playing for like the. He's not the, Cole the, Beasley. Yeah, he's not playing for the Winnipeg. <laughs> something <laughs> like he's Aaron Rodgers, the face of the Green Bay Packers, like one of the biggest franchises in the NFL. It's like it means something when he says these things, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's like normalizing this is like super dangerous. I agree. Anyways, what what are you looking forward to in 2022? Uh 2022, um I'm hoping the Lakers get their shit together. Um I doubt it as long as Russell Westbrook's on the team. Um the Cowboys look to be doing some good things, so hopefully my, they can My Super Bowl shoot. prediction might still the Cowboys versus the Bills. Ooh. That might still happen. Cole I, Beasley with the with the game-winning uh, heartbreaking oh touchdown. <laughs> um yeah, I just hope good things for my sports team. Obviously, I'm I'm looking forward to my son getting older. Um, shout out to Art for teaching him the whole like boom fist you know, bump fist bump explosion. shit. Yeah, shout out to that. I'm looking forward to those little milestones. It was great to see his second Christmas, but his first Christmas that he was able to enjoy and you know get joy out of his presents. Um, just little things like that out of life. I'm hoping that COVID becomes legitimately less of a problem i'm hoping that the nation can find some kind of solace or solitude without there being some kind of 9-11 event that's my biggest hope and i i was talking to alan from the Podbelly network and he was kind of giving me some shit about how political we get like this discussion yeah and i was like no it's important to have which podcast he on he doesn't have one. He's just co-owner oh. of the Podbelly Network. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was I was talking to him, and he was kind of giving us shit about how political we get. And I was like, you know what? It's good because then it opens up discussion. 
you know, for people from the other side, because we have a really large conservative following that listens to us. And, you know, I learn from them, they learn from us kind of thing. And I, I'm hoping we can aid in that, you know, like that unif. Will it ever happen fully like Midi's piece? Probably not, but it's it's worth giving it a shot. My neighbor across the street, he flies a Let's Go Brandon flag. Dude, I it, sent you a um, <laughs> Santa Stands with Israel. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and, you know, we took him over, a, you know, a, a Christmas package. Uh-huh. Um, and he knows that we're, we're, we're libertards over here. And, you know, I, we took him, me and my son, we took over a package to him and him him and my son, they were playing together and whatnot because they're about the same age. And we were just shooting the shit. And I think it's important to do that. Like, yeah, politically, I might be a lizard person or a fucking, <laughs> a yeah, fucking yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, I want to drain uh, people's adrenochrome and shit. But at the end of the day, like, we're still people. We're still cool. It's, it's just, To me, it's like sports. I might be a Cowboys fan. You might be a Bears fan. And there's sometimes a rivalry there but at the end of the day like we're still homies like i feel like that's where we should strive to be moving forward kind of thing yeah absolutely i i agree with you um i think that um i think american politics has has like has uh tainted a lot of parts of america like sometimes i'll talk to people and and be like Man, your Niners are doing pretty good, or like you know, and and people would be like, I don't watch the Niners anymore because like they support Colin Kaepernick now, and like I'm like, what the fuck? I guess like they made men's with Colin Kaepernick, and they oh really? They were like, oh, he's even though he's not on the team, we support Colin Kaepernick or something like that, and like they posted, and they were like, ever since then, I don't touch that shit because it's all about Blue Lives Matter, <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck? Like the fact that it, it's like, yeah, I guess, like maybe, I don't know, I just like. Maybe because I follow, like, like you know, usually whenever, like, the Spurs do a PR thing, it's, like, Greg Popovich is talking, and he's, like, super liberal. And so, like, I don't, it's, like, yeah, I probably, like, believe in whatever he believes in. I'll just follow that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And, like, the Bears are always, like, the, like, if, uh, if the Bears were a person, they would be the person that, like, needs someone to lay a jacket over them so they can walk over a puddle because <laughs> they're such, like, pansies. They're princesses. Yeah, like, the Bears are, like, the princesses of the NFL where they're, like, ooh, I don't want to, like, that's the Bears. So the Bears never really take any bold stances on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I guess same here. I, first off, I want my, I, I don't think the Bears are going to win Super Bowl. <laughs> they're, look, look to be out of playoff contention. They are out of playoff contention. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not even really been following them. Um, uh, yeah, I mean uh, the, spir- the Spurs look to be improving. I-, I like where the Spurs are going. You whooped our asses. I-, I I like the young core. I like. I mean, there's things to be excited for. I like that they're young and they're fast and they're like, you know, I haven't seen this you know version of the Spurs ever really. Like it's always been like big, older, slower guys, and this is like young, fast, like move up the court and like play good defense kind of thing. So I like it. And um um I bought a bunch of tickets to the Galaxy games, so I'm excited to go to more Galaxy games. Um I think I I think that was Jesus that was texting me. I have some numbers I don't save the phone to uh who's attached to them, but I think it was Jesus. Just put Larry Elder as his name up <laughs> every time he fucking texts you. I, I dude, I, you'd be surprised how many times I just have like random numbers and I just have full on conversations with them because I'm like, I think that's this person. I think that was Jesus that was, or no, not, I think that was a. Uh, I don't know who was texting, <laughs> but uh, we were talking about LAFC and like uh, the LAFC LA Galaxy like rivalry and like. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
I don't know. I'm excited to go to that game. I'm, I'm excited for a lot of things. I'm going to go see Bjork in a few weeks, and that's a good way to kick off 2022. Um, just just excited. I feel like life is getting a little more normal, but at the same time, like I I tread lightly because there's so much like weird shit in the political realm. Like I feel like things could always fall apart. I have a little like PTSD still from like leaving Toyota, I guess, and like the way it happened, like so overnight, and being like, "Oh shit, I don't have a job anymore," kind of thing. So I, I think in the back of my mind, like how scary COVID was for me, and and in a good way, it was like in a positive way. Like I think life has evolved to be better now, but there's still a little bit of that, like, "Oh man, I, I better have like money in the bank and like be good to go," because you never know with like these COVID situations, like. You know, I never thought COVID would happen in my lifetime. Like, I never thought something like this. Oh, this is like did, some yeah. doomsday scenario type of thing. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I'm excited. I'm a little, like, scared of, like, you know, what what may happen politically. Uh, but other than that, I'm excited. I'm excited but with the head on the swivel. Yeah. Yeah, so... Same here. Um, shout out to all everybody that's listened to this. If you're listening to this like in 2026 and laughing at us, you know, <laughs> some of the shit we're saying. Now that er- Larry Elder's president. Yeah, now that Larry Elder uh, has uh, abolished uh, fucking democracy and now fucking uh, fascism is a new uh, patriotism. Uh, yeah. Shout out to y'all for uh, seeing the future, living in 2027 while we're living in 1992. But anyways, what I said, Art, thank you. Um for coming back. <laughs> okay, well, now let's talk about 2023. No, I'm just no. <laughs> you imagine, like... Let's talk about that Game of Thrones okay, episode. So, and then she does a subtle wink. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yes, shout out to that episode. Shout out to you. Um, and thank you for the two guests that came through, uh, Chris McGlue, as well as Jordan Olguin from the Words Are Hard podcast. Your back must hurt so much for carrying that episode. Uh, oh, and that podcast. Uh, but anyways, uh, shout out to you guys for filling in. Welcome back to the Brown Recluse. 2022 is going to be a great year. We already have a, a nice thick list of topics that we um, want to talk about. But uh, goodbye, 2021. Um, thank you for being a little bit better than fucking 2020. But with that said, guys, if you want to talk to us about 2021 or even 2020, your experiences, uh, get at us on the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America on all the social medias. Except for Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob Do A1. Because goddamn, that's how a steak is done. Free sponsorship right there. Um, if you want to support us in any kind of way, guys, head on over to the Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Art and Jacob Do America, where every single week we put out an episode that nine times out of ten are better than the actual episode episode. And this week, again, is no exception. We solved the fucking homeless crisis. Art we did. I, yeah, we we knocked that shit out of the park. Get at us, Larry Elder, if you want to fucking run again for fucking governor. We got mm. we got some ideas for you. But anyways, fuck <laughs> that guy, um, Gavin Newsom. Get at us. We'll 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 reshape your your image or whatever. Uh, but get at us on the Patreon if you want to support us in another way, guys. Head on over to uh, artandjacobdoamerica.com where Art has supplied links to our merch store at tpublic.com. Uh, follow those links. We have four designs up there right now, three of which are designed by Nicole Smith Bosch. Head on over there, buy a t-shirt, buy a face mask, buy a mug, buy whatever the fuck you want. Uh, it's not so much to support us monetarily, but to be like a walking billboard to get the good word of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast out there in the multiverse. Yeah. So go there. Uh, if you want to hear some other great podcasts, I highly recommend going to the Podbelly Network, uh, where we are official <laughs> members of 
you can listen to the Great and Power- Powerful Sofa King uh, podcast where they've pretty much covered every topic under the sun. Um, they covered goats. They did. I thought that was. Uh, I started listening to it because I was like, "There's no way they covered goats." They covered goats. They sure did. When I went to go visit Brent, he was like, re- "They had already done that episode," uh-huh. and he was like, "Going, dude, you gotta check out goats. They have like these weird. I don't know why he, Brent all of a sudden sounds like Alex Jones, but he does in my mind now. They got these weird eyes that you know can can hunt down reptilians from a thousand miles dude, away. They're gonna cover socks. They're gonna be like the history of socks. Yeah, and they're gonna make it interesting. Yeah, why do we care? Why do we wear socks? <laughs> And then Brad, Brad's going to be like, dude, socks are for gay people. <laughs> <laughs> and coloreds. <laughs> Colored. Dude, dude, the Civil War needs to just start again, dude. <laughs> so check them. I'm a better rapper than Eminem. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Put it out on wax. Uh, but check them out, as well as check out my homeboy, Eddie, at the RRBG podcast, where every single week, I don't know how you do it, dude. Uh, but he talks to a, a celebrity. Yeah, Dave Mustaine on there. He did. He did, he did, he did. So check that out. And, uh, well, that said, Art, I don't know. I don't have anything else. My voice is going. <laughs> Tell you about me, Boo Boo Two, Shout out to Jack and Shout out to Warren. Get vaccinated. I wore my uh, Mickey vaccinated himself shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's Mickey getting himself a booster shot. Um, <laughs> shirt just to encourage people to get vaccinated. Um... <laughs> That's it. Hey, Mommy Boo Boo 2, see you 2022. Say goodbye and good night, motherfucker. So I went to. I got right to work on creating the perfect hair dye shoe polish, India ink, permanent marker. I tried them all until I finally hit pay dirt. Chinese motor oil. Bingo! For the first time in a long time, I felt like somebody again. I couldn't let this opportunity go to waste. I opened the chair. I became the most sought-after underground hairstylist for like-minded older men yearning for a sense of community during the pandemic. I had my PPP loan, and business was booming. Then one day this guy comes in, not even the usual clientele, didn't even look at the magazines, said he just needed a place to cool off. Next thing you know, he's in my chair. We talked about the election and our mutual disdain for insider beltway politics. He wasn't from the neighborhood. Said he was in from New York, doing some business at a fancy hotel down the street. He said his boss was a very connected man who needed a situation fixed. And this poor bastard was in the eye of a shitstorm. I did him up real nice. Little did I know, my work was about to be in the national spotlight on the head of America's mayor, Rudolph William Giuliani. I was proud of how my work stood up in the spotlight. He became my biggest client. Funny thing about the spotlight, though, sometimes it burns too bright. And that was a moment I knew it was coming to an end. It was my own fault. I got sloppy, started cutting corners using American motor oil. And to top it off, my guy didn't win the election. The whole thing was a fiasco. Uh, I blame myself. Wait, so you're saying that the hair dye that's dripping down your face is the same dye used by Rudolph Giuliani?
during the presidential election? Yeah. It's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.